This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Cold Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox Newscast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, how are you doing? It's episode 112, and I'm here with my co-host, Middle Age Game Guy. Yeah. Welcome to the XC Podcast. Mag, you've been out all weekend, hit the yes, beach, I have. get some sun. Yep. I have. I was up north uh, in the uh, in the in the wilds of northern Canada. So I'm going to be. Uh, that's that's usually my August routine, right? So uh, my brother-in-law just bought a cottage up there, so I went to go hang out over there. And then there's another cottage like five doors down. I went to go hang out over there. It was sitting empty, so I took that one. Uh, don't worry, it didn't it didn't belong to somebody else, and I broke in. It's actually you know it's actually. <laughs> It's actually been rented out, so we know. So I was there, and then I was back over the other side. We were doing some like tubing and like and uh, water skiing and all kinds of cool stuff. It was awesome, man. And then uh, not next week, but the week after, I'm going to be up there for another two weeks. So I'm going to be missing a couple shows because uh, I'm going to actually be up there with the whole family and all that. So that's what I was doing. And then I actually going to throw this in there, um, uh, gaming wise, which I just started uh, just before the show is I just picked up um, um, the, the DLC for Callisto Protocol. By the way, you know, controversial take for some, I thought Callisto Protocol was a better game than the Dead Space remake. That's my oh. opinion. Mm. Dude, I just, I didn't think it was very good. I, I thought Dead Space was just boring and redundant. And I was like, all right, it's all right. Uh, Callisto Protocol just seemed to have, to me, a better story, better graphics, uh, uh, heavier gameplay. When you smoked somebody with like a pipe, you felt it, man. It was awesome. Anyway, yeah, yeah, the that DLC was good, is, um, yeah. There's a DLC and uh, just came out, uh, I think about a month ago, called Final Transmission. So I already paid for it. I didn't even realize I did. So I just playing through that right now, and I'm enjoying that. And then I'm also about sixty uh, percent through the Alan Wake remastered. And again, I mentioned that last week is I want to get that done and I want to get hundred percent completion on it before Alan Wake Two comes out this Halloween. So yeah, so I'm all excited about that. So it's gonna be a great, uh, great fall lineup. Anyways, what have you been playing, Colt? What have you been doing? Oh man, it's crazy! Right. <laughs> I've been only playing one game, and it's it's so crazy. I think I talked about it last week on the show. I don't know how long this has been going on, but uh, getting back into Fallout seventy six has been crazy. I've been playing with Dante Moody, a good friend of mine, and Holly, another friend of mine that uh, I hang out at Fan Fest. I've been playing the game with my son, meeting people online. Saw Phil Spencer last night playing with friends. We went nice. up to him and, and emoted and said hi and uh, I messaged him and I said, I, I I said Phil I didn't I didn't know that I would be playing this game again and he says yeah it got good <laughs> so um, <laughs> Bethesda's really turned that game around it's got a four hundred percent uptick in daily players concurrently right now um, but funny enough the, I don't know what the numbers are but I think there's like ten million people that have played the game. And it's doing really well. Like people are really enjoying it. And there's videos on YouTube people are making. Apparently, it's 
made a splash with people. So, um, yeah, I would really, I'll just end this. I'm going to put some footage up that Meg and I are going to talk over some gameplay while we're just hanging out. But, um, later on, there'll be some footage, a bunch of clips I recorded from fallout 76. You kind of see the game's really great. I would really, I'll just close it by saying this. If you really liked fallout four, you really should play it now. It's finally gotten better. It's way more NPCs, way more things than just little tiny robots you shoot. And um, I really, really, I, I, I think I almost like it more than Fallout 4 now because the world is so much bigger and there's so much more to see. So anyway, that's what I've been playing. I'm sorry that it's, that's a All weird right. game that people might be, uh, oh, gross, no, no, Fallout no, no. 76, but it's, it really is special, especially from a team. It's not even the, it's not the Bethesda Softworks Maryland team. You know, it's the uh, um, Bethesda Austin team that mostly put that together. And uh, it took them five years, Mag, but they I guess they hey, finally man. got it. Listen, we're both getting roasted in the chat. By the way, Applesauce Bandit, you have the coolest name next to Kung Fu Hot Dog. So you're up there. And then uh, what's that other guy like? Uncle Ch- was it Uncle Chowder? Uncle Chowder. I love that name, too. Yeah. I love that name. Anyways, we're both getting roasted. One, uh, people are telling people are saying in the chat that the, someone uh, Microsoft dropped the bag off at the door. That's why you're playing Fallout 76. And then, of course, the simp parade of people for Dead Space, led by the simp himself, Rand Al Scumbag Thor, is well, in the chat right well. now. He's, he's riling up the rebels saying that Dead Space couldn't even hold, uh, sorry, that Callisto Protocol couldn't hold the, jo- the jockstrap uh, of, uh, of Dead Space. Let me tell you something, Rand. If you play, <laughs> listen, if you play it on performance mode now, not when it first came out, because, uh, I, I waited a couple of months, right? You wait a couple of months to get right the game. The they, they fixed it. Dude, they fixed the thing up. It, it runs amazingly well. Uh, anyways, enough of that. I didn't, have a, fighting, I didn't enough, have a problem with the way it played so much. It wasn't that noticeable, but... When I played Cluster Protocol first right out the gate, and I think Dead Space came out like a month later or two weeks, whatever it was, and it was, Dead Space is just really polished. And but that was my first oh, time yeah, experiencing yeah. Dead Space. I had only played no the way. first chapter. Yeah, yeah, I played the first chapter back on the 360 when it launched, and I was like, I'm scared, and I ditched it and moved on to something else. And then Dude, uh, I really enjoyed I, it. I think I both are tell great. You, they're they're both great games. Uh, I, I'm just you know. I just prefer, I like the Colossal Protocol better than the remake, but that's just me. Again, I played them both. Uh, now, the Dead Space trilogy, I got a thousand out of a thousand on all three of them. So if anybody doubts my, you know, <laughs> my history with Dead Space, yeah. go ahead, Rand. I, 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 I'm sure he did too, actually, because that's probably during the time he was going for his million. So I would imagine he got the thousand on all, all those too. But, uh, anyways, all joking aside. How do you enjoy a game oh, when you when oh, you are game. going for all those, all those gamer points? Like, that's got to yeah, be hard I mean, work. It is hard work because, I mean, I'm doing it now, but I'm not chasing like a goal. I just like to, as I said before, my new philosophy is I'm going to go to every game that I enjoy, and I'm going to I'm going to get all 100% on all of them, whether it's on Xbox, whether I'm on PlayStation. And I'm going to do that because I want to squeeze every ounce out of that game. Uh, uh, so anyways, enough of that nonsense. Colt, so what are you going to do with all the money that Microsoft dropped off at your door for that play uh, Fallout 76? What are you going to buy I'm with it? another guitar? because... I'm glad you said that because today I just got my new controller that I bought with my own money. Um, so I, Uh-oh. I, it took me like 30 minutes to get this exactly how I think it should be to be the, uh, the Colt Eastwood brand colors. Okay. Um, wow. so the elite series two is such a nice quality controller. Hold on. I get this, um, it's going to be hard. You can't see the Colt Eastwood in gray, but it's at the bottom. Um, Ooh, no, I can see it. I can see it. I can see yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, these got it reversed here on my screen. Yeah, these controllers are so great. I even like 
went ahead and put the uh, white collars around the thumbsticks just to kind of I, I worked with a bunch of different combinations to get like the right amount of color that I thought would work and that right I'm really happy with it, it just came in today and uh it was 170 dollars with the uh with the extra 10 dollars script on the bottom but yeah. um yeah I really like it a lot yeah, that's that's really nice I really like it uh, I'm glad that uh, Greenberg uh, paid and bought that for you so uh, anyways I <laughs> that's perfect because Kung Fu Hot Dog oh. left a super chat right before hey! the show <laughs> and he, I mean, if you learn anything from ecstasy podcast, Mag and I like usernames that mix violence and food in this, in the same <laughs> word. So, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for the five pound. He says, good morning from the UK, the sexiest man on YouTube. Oh, you shouldn't have. He says, Colt, what did you and Aaron eat for breakfast that day? Uh, <laughs> uh, Aaron didn't eat anything. And I don't know if you guys heard, but I had a $60 yogurt orange juice and blueberry muffin and my wife had a hot yeah. cocoa and and oatmeal like all of that was sixty dollars and it sounds I was like, like california yeah yeah it sounds like california no thanks yeah no thanks i'll uh, i'll uh, i'll save that for something else uh yeah that's that's ridiculous but that's california for you so they're completely out of control down there yeah they're just, <laughs> and then, then like just we've got a couple questions here if you can just put a tip here at the bottom um he also asked kung fu asks when are you going to invite luke riley on again i don't know if you know who luke riley is you should know if you are a gaming fan and a racing fan but he is the resident expert racing reviewer from IGN. He's Australian. He's freaking hilarious. He's super talented. He knows everything from the camshaft to the uh, the little shark fin at the top that lets your radio work. He knows everything about cars. And he was on Ecstasy when we launched Forza Horizon 5, when that launched. And well, he was on the show with, with Gaz and I. And he was really fun. But I would love to maybe reach out to him. For Forza you Motorsport know, release. I was about to say, Forza Motorsport's coming out. Maybe send out a little feeler. Yeah. I mean, it'll be really good. You know? and, and guys, if you don't know him, like if he was on the show, you'd have a great time. He's so fun. He's so uh, jovial. Very, very happy dude and very funny. Uh, I loved having him on. I haven't really talked to him since. Um, BT Maverick with his first super chat on the channel with a $20 blazing orange, he says. Yeah, the super chat works finally. Colt, tell me that Mag isn't the Tony Bruno of gaming. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm people. People don't want you to be Mag. They always uh, you've got to be some. I'm somebody else. Yeah. I'm literally like 15 other personas. Uh, you, you ever see that movie Split where uh, What's-His-Face is like 20 different like personalities? He's like he comes in as a woman, then he comes in as a dude, then he comes in as a shy guy, and then he comes in as a jock. I'm basically that guy, just not a villain. Well, maybe I'm a villain to some people. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I basically like 15 to 20 different personalities based on what the chat says. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, when I said, uh, what are you going to spend your money on, uh, uh, the Xbox money on, and, of course, in the chat, they're like, careful. <laughs> so it said, careful, Colt's going to fire you like he did Gaz. <laughs> that was for something entirely different um, yeah that was that was yeah, yeah it was that for was inappropriate for, contact and a whole bunch of other things that a lot of violent crime and uh, inappropriate touching so that was uh that was, was kind a of a of mix a of, yeah yeah <laughs> elbow and drop uh, and then he uh, was uh, I, i'm currently trying to get him disbarred as well so he's uh <laughs> oh. he'll be working as a window washer in london uh very shortly uh, no longer as a lawyer, but anyways, that's a whole other story. Uh, that's uh, part of my uh, my personal destruction of ruining his life, uh, which uh, Randall Thor is next in line uh, once I'm done with. I, I was going to say, 
Please oh, yeah, tell me is... Rand is next. Uh, oh, oh, I got to read the rest of BT's uh, before I forget. He says, in all seriousness, appreciate you guys. And the part of the reason why this community is strong as it is, hold the line. And great super chat because, uh, boy, I'm just kind of getting into the, the kick here for for uh, doing a podcast. Like, I'm like, for, oh, yeah, we're live. Uh, Sarah Bond just said uh, we are now what did she say? Advancing the line is what she said to King David the other day. He, so he did. Yeah. Yes, she did. Yes, yeah, she did. So um, I think I covered. Welcome to the show, by the way. We're we're here. We're we're going to talk about. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know what we're going to talk about. Then I'll read off the channel members and vet, veteran Patreons and members that are supporting the channel. Um, thank you for being here. This is XC Podcast. It runs on live on YouTube. You can check it out. And if you are, you're checking it out after the fact on demand, but we're also audio only on Spotify, Apple, Google, which is just like a click away on your, on your zoom or your, uh, your iPod. Does the kids still use those today? I don't, I don't know. iPod. Yeah. You iPod they, shuffle. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting iPod shuffle. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm getting distracted. Somebody in the chat percolator 9,000 said he was a better chef than me and that I got really distracted. But anyhow, I, yeah, they, I don't know. They use whatever works or whatever gets handed down to them. That's basically like, like my, both my kids, uh, they, they're they're both under ten, uh, 10 years old and under, right? And yeah. guess what they have? They have my S20s, right? They have my, my S20 and my say, wife's S20. Sorry, here's, the old, here's an S- Samsung yeah, S20. Like, here's the Samsung S20. Just take it, get out of here, and then I get the, and I get the 22, right? So that, that's what we always do. Every two years, I get a new phone. We just throw it to the kids. Like, Man, yeah, you really, you really make them suffer, though, Mag. And, you know, make them, uh, they, make them they earn their suffer. way through this world. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like it's like take my table scraps, you swine. My kid, my kid says, "I want a phone, Dad." I'm like, "Go mow the lawn," and then I know dang well he's not oh, going to no, mow no. it. So I, I end up mowing it anyway. I, no, no, no. I make them do chores. Like, I mean, they're not old enough to mow the lawn because uh, they'll, you know, I don't want them losing limbs and stuff. But uh, and they're probably not big enough to push the damn thing. But anyways, I make them do other stuff. Like, I make them vacuum and mop and and like do the dishes. Well, I, I try not to get them to do the dishes because they make more of a mess than they actually do the dishes. So. Uh, vacuuming and mopping i make them do that that's it isn't that the pinnacle of i can't believe we're talking about parenting but isn't that the pinnacle of parenting where you have to do it because it won't get done right and so you're just like you know what you're it's more energy to tell you how to do it i'm that's that's being a bad father it's it's ocd stuff that's what it is it's like at work i everybody's like why do you work so damn hard like i'm like the hardest working man in the room i easily could be doing uh nothing but i'm like because i want it done a certain way and yeah. when you tell people a thousand times, they still don't do it. So it doesn't matter. Anyways, let's talk about <laughs> okay, video well, games. Let's talk, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about what we're going to talk about. So you know why you're here okay. and welcome to the show. We're going to talk about Forza, and then there's another. There's actually a Forza killer on the way at the end of the year. We're going to talk about that as well. We're going to talk about how Xbox is kind of cutting the legs under some of their marketing in more ways than one. We're also going to talk about how one of the biggest PlayStation sites and media sites is not happy with spider-man 2 stick around for that that's going to be excellent discussion and um we've got a couple podcasts that are uh, kind of talking backwards about what they think is going on with xbox and of course we're going to talk about square enix and kojima partnering with xbox and how that affects people and what that actually means and what to expect from that that'll be a good discussion and we've got um a couple other things we're going to get into first of all uh, let me read these channel members of Patreons. We've got Mark Carwall, KY Bob, Assassin Lupa, Jazzy Noop, Ricky Fallon, Jason Lewan, Mo Leap B, Lord Sin Eater, William Riggs, Farscape, Matt Houston, Chance Wolf, Zimic, 
William Lanza, Yodana Kizada, Suicide King, Assassin Lupa, Robert Jackson, Dante Moody, Betamax, Stark, CMS, Jazz, Zenner White, Devario 2 Gaming, Wreak Havoc, V Simco, Assassin, Poochie Dub, Hargit Shani, Raiden Blade, Acute Perspective, Risk It for the Biscuit, True 77, Micah Ford, Red Source, Attitude Deer, Pesky Krogan, Dave's Games, Pen Pineapple Pen, Trail Roberts, Macbound, Meat Puppet, Red Wolf, Alan Adeltry, Gamer by Choice, Jedi Good J Goalie, Rippin, Highlander 01, Techno Caveman, Fire 71, That Blue Number, Kung Fu Hot Dog. Holy smokes, thank you guys for all of your support. Uncle Chowder, Shooter2853, new on the list. TexMade3, VMAC Man, Clipto3, Kelvin Warburton, and B Martin 001. Sorry, those are the five new people that are on the list that have been here for nice. nine months or longer. Okay, Mag, let's get in. Let me go to my overlay. Let's talk about. Oh, thank goodness it's working. Okay, let's talk about Forza Motorsport is coming and. At Gamescom, they just announced today that they're allowing players at Gamescom in Germany to actually play Forza Motorsport. But first, a Forza Horizon clone that is called Crew Motorfest. Meg, have you heard of it? Have you seen it yeah, yet? Yeah, but why? That's the question. Why? Why bother? Unless you've got a killer app that you know that 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 just like there's no there's no chance, man. I I, I hate to say that because it sounds very defeatist, right? Because you always want to you always want to challenge the top, right? You always want to take on the the champ. But in this case, this is a cha- this is like you, you weigh like I don't know like 110 pounds and you got nothing on you. You're like that what is that that skinny Joe guy from uh, from uh, you know uh, Punch Out, and you're about oh, to take on Tyson. Glass Joe, Glass okay. Joe, whatever. Okay, you're gonna take a skinny Joe. <laughs> Couldn't remember his name. Okay, and you're taking on Mike Tyson and be like, God, just don't do it. You're gonna get murdered. Like as soon as you get in there, one punch, you're dead. It's over with. Like, come on. But I'll give him kudos for even trying. Okay, okay. at least okay. they're trying. At least they're trying something because you know the thing is, at the end of the day, if you don't try, there's no way that you can surpass the best, right? Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're going to surpass the best. Maybe one day you can match it. This doesn't seem like it's going to be the one that's going to match it. You know, Ubisoft has done the same thing with, uh, what the hell was it called? The, the crew. Um, and then you had MotorStorm and all these other things that from, uh, from the, the PlayStation side of things. And all these other games. Uh, um, and then, of course, there was Rockstar. You remember Rockstar? I'm really shocked that they haven't even tried to throw their hat back in the ring with um, Midnight, Midnight Club. Club. Yeah. Because Midnight Club was dope, man. I mean, I thought, and, and you got Rockstar behind it. I mean, that's pretty serious. That would be, the to me, that's the only contender would be if Rockstar decided to like throw some serious money and say, you know what, we're bringing back Midnight Club from the dead and we're going in hard. We're going in $150 million, $200 million budget. Let's go hard. That's the only chance anybody has at touching Forza. Until then, you're just wasting your time. <laughs> That's funny because Rockstar seems to ditch all of their beloved franchises, except for a couple of that like, keep going. Um, this gameplay you're looking at is is my recording I took of the game. I got early access thanks to Doom Cutie who sent me uh, the closed beta demo link and was able to get me in. I was able to get in through Ubisoft. And I played it one night and didn't realize that the very next day it had expired. And and so I only got one shot. And the opening 10-minute segment is coming up in this recording uh, after a couple of these races. And... It is really, really cool. Like, it is such a ripoff of Forza Horizon. And listening to Mag get mad about how could you try. I have to say, the visuals are really close to being like, hey, those look. this looks really nice. But 
later on during the show, I will switch over to Forza Horizon 5, and you'll go, right. oh, yeah. So here's Forza Horizon 5 right now, uh, if it keeps up with me talking, with the yep. orange buggy. And you could tell, oh, okay, that looks way nicer. But for the crew, Motorfest does look really nice. But it, it just can't. And it just can't keep up, and the feel is a little weird in the driving too. But um, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool. But I don't want to talk about Crew Motorfest. I want to focus on Forza Motorsport because people are really concerned. I thought we'd have some racing footage over while we talk about this, but people are really concerned about the visuals. And a couple of my friends said, and I agree with them, that they couldn't really tell the difference between a lot of the Forza Seven footage I showed on my video two weeks ago and the new Forza Motorsport. Meg, I don't know if you're, you're not big into the, the sim type racers, but what, what are your, what's your opinion on the presentation and what we're seeing so far in Forza Motorsport coming this year? crap spider-man looks amazing it looks like crap forza motorsport doesn't look any better than it did in seven i'm like guys we're a lot of the times we're watching compressed footage okay we're watching compressed footage some of it is like 720p whatever else and i mean i know that doesn't affect the actual visual quality like in terms of the actual graphics or anything else it's just the fidelity of what, how we're looking at it but it does have some kind of an impact like let's wait till the game comes out and let's see what happens first. So, I, I mean, we're talking, what is it now? Uh, first week of August, basically, right? So we got one, two, because we have almost, what, three months, basically? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't remember well, the date of the release date in September I think it was or late. in October. I thought it, 10th? Or? I think it's late. I thought it was 20th? late October. October I think it was 20th 20th. or something? Yeah, I don't remember. Help us out in the chat, guys. I, I, so, <laughs> I live one release date at a time. I know that I'll have to split. I'll have to take some Starfield time away even though I love Forza Motorsport. But one of the gripes, oh, Mag, was uh, in cockpit view. Are you seeing it? No, apparently the chat's saying that uh, my I, I was muted, but I'm not. Uh, I'm totally not muted. They're saying that the uh, the sound was gone. Can anybody? No, it says I'm back now. Oh, yeah, no, no, weird. no. I, 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 never, I never even touched anything. Look, look, Ma, no hands. Oh, it I was, podcasting. You know. I know what it was. It was probably when my earbud died and I switched it. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's never happened on the show uh, in a hundred some episodes, but I, w I wonder how long you were gone. Cause uh, I think they did catch you talking about how fanboys are going to say Forza looks mid. Then the other ones say Spider-Man looks mid. That might've been one of the sections they lost, but, uh, um, that's wait. Yeah. All I was trying to say was, and by the way, uh, just for the record guys, I know some people in the chat were getting a little excited there. I wasn't saying the other racing games are bad. I just saying they're not as good or as polished like for example i like that last need for speed that came out that was a lot of fun i enjoyed it uh i can't remember what the hell it was called need for speed whatever unbound, unbound yeah. or what? unbound yeah. that's it unbound i didn't that was like fun. it fun but... it was i just just a, just to fart around for a couple hours it wasn't a big <laughs> deal but i like i was like all right this is kind of cute uh, but it wasn't anything to write home about. But, like, the, the other games, like, they're all right. Like, I mean, obviously, we can go back in history. There are great games. Need for Speed Underground 1 and 2, some of the best out there, right? They were, they were mm -hmm. incredible games. Uh, but, like, now, you know, Forza's taking it to a whole other level. And, I mean, they are now become, like, you know, a, for, no pun intended, a Forza machine over there. And, you know, they're cranking out quality. Forza because they're reckoned putting... with. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Baby! Forza to be reckoned with, yeah. <laughs> 
There we go. There's Colt with that one. Sorry, I had to bring that oh in there. Oh, my. I thought that's what you were going to say. I thought you were going to make that pun. And then I'm like, well. I'm just... I, I did not. I did not. But anyways, the thing is, let's wait to see when the game comes out. The game is coming out in Game Pass. So anybody in this chat, if you got Game Pass, you're going to have, or you know what I mean? Load it up or wait for the reviews. You know the reviews are going to say something right away. You know, and they're going to say, hey, this looks incredible. This doesn't look right. Look it. I have, I have not seen a poor-looking Forza game to date. Sure, and of course. And the fact that that, what was it, uh, uh, Forza Motorsport 7 was on the last generation. The fact that this is coming out, and this is, and if I'm not mistaken, this is next-gen only, right? They've dumped the, yep. uh, the Xbox One and stuff. So this is next-gen only. They, if any studio besides, um, uh, what's it called, the, the guys who make Gears, uh, I was, uh, the Coalition. Coalition. Uh, yeah, the coalition are masters of, of uh, you know of hardware, right? And of their they're masters of uh, of uh, Unreal Engine and all that. So, anyways, the thing is, if anybody else can match them in terms of visual quality, uh, besides Ninja Theory, is going to be Playground Games Turn Ten, right? They're, they're they're amazing. I mean, they they do incredible stuff. So. I can't believe that people doubt it. It's like, this sounds like the same people that doubt James Cameron every time he releases a movie. It's like, every movie, they're like, oh, James Cameron, he ain't going to make his money back. And I'm like, he did it 14 times in a row. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guys. Like, just look at his history. The he guy did it with is a boat just. Movie. Like, come on, man. Like, the guy doesn't miss. The guy doesn't miss. It's like, oh, oh, so this is the time James Cameron's going to fail? Oh, this time? Oh, is this the time that James Cameron's going to fail? I've been hearing that since the early 90s. So cut what? it out. The same thing with Forza. Forza looks mid. You you know what? When it comes out and it blows everybody's face off, like, you know what I mean? Uh, well, like, will like, it? Like, That's like, what off- I'm asking. Like, it will. I, I don't it know will. If, I don't know if you answered the first question, but have you All right, I excited, have you, I have you looked at the footage and thought, it kind of looks like seven, but better. And I've kind of, I, I felt that way too. But listen, Cole, we we're looking at the same thing. It's a car driving on a track. So in our minds, our minds could amalgamate all these different visuals we had over the years, and it looks like the same thing. Well, I, I mean, bet you if you put, yeah, I bet you if we put the screen, two screens next to each other with an Xbox One, okay, even an Xbox One X, if you want to get all fancy schmancy. Okay, and play Forza Motorsport Seven there, and then put a Series X on a different television right next to you. Said I said television like an old man, uh, a TV <laughs> the boob tube. right there. It, yeah, <laughs> uh, I brought in my horse and buggy. Anyways, so you put that on a Series X and you put it there. I would bet you, you know, a million dollars that your well, face is going to get blown off like Oppenheimer. Like boom, are you it's talking over. About, are you talking about Forza Motorsport Seven and Seven on? On both uh, consoles? No, I, I mean, mean the new one. The new one, yeah. Okay, I like where you're saying, going with so, that. You know what I'm saying? I bet you, if, like I said, you put an Xbox One X, okay, and a TV, and put Forza 7 on one, and then put the new 2023 Forza Motorsport on another one with a Series X next to it, I would I would challenge anybody to to tell me that's not wearing clown shoes and a rubber nose that tells me that one doesn't look better than the other. Give me a break. Come on. It's been six years. You think that they didn't improve the visual fidelity in six years, or well, or the little, or the graphic the graphics? Little flourishes like I'm sure they've upgraded the little details of the cars, but they've also added that glowing light, which you're seeing in the Forza Horizon Five footage. That in Forza Tech they have this glowing light, and then you'll see the little sunburst coming off of a chrome or a shiny hot spot on the car. So that's been sure. added. That wasn't on Seven, but. I mean, I broke down that video how they have all this physics interaction that you can't see on YouTube. You can't feel that on a YouTube video. You have to play it to get that feel of the cars. But I don't. I would also say that it, if I was going to put on a really nice TV over here, I put Gran Turismo Seven, and I put Forza Motorsport 2023 over here. 
you'd both look at look at both those and go, wow. I mean, how can they look any more realistic than that as a video game, right? Um, I don't know. The- Dude, you know what it is. You know the funny thing is too. If you think about it, that that last statement you made. By the way, I got so angry, I took my hat off. Uh, just Love for a couple it. of minutes, just to, just to make you know, just to let everybody know. I mean, business. Anyways, the, the funny thing is, you, when you see when you see a game, you're like, oh man, it can't, it can't get any better than that. Rewind the clock back to like the mid '90s when we played Tomb Raider One, where she had like polygon chest and like polygon arms and legs, and we're going, whoa, that's like real life. It can't get same- any better than that. And then you go back, <laughs> look at a screenshot of it, and you're, and it's like you're like, huh, what the hell? It's like it's like a poly, like a square polygon face with like eyeballs. It's terrifying. Anyways, I'm gonna, it's gonna pause. Be amazing. I'm gonna pause this footage here in a second, right here. Uh, uh, I agree, Meg, because way back in 2000 or 98, when I was playing Gran Turismo and Gran Turismo 2, I was thinking, man, this looks like the real deal. And then while you were talking about that, I'm looking at this footage of Forza Horizon 5 in the same engine that's running in an open world game, and it looks better right. than any video game any racing game ever like it's better looking than Gran Turismo 7 it looks better than Forza Motorsport 7 so this is a, a high quality capture on a on the Xbox Series X so I don't know what to tell you I think Forza Motorsport 7 is gonna look great but there was one gripe I was trying to get in in the beginning when you're the in cockpit view where you can see the hands and arms driving the steering wheel they still haven't upgraded the animation mag when you turn the car this is what right. your, the character's hands do. He holds the wheel at a 90 when you're spinning the car all the way around. There's no hand-over-hand animation, so there's only 90 degrees, or I guess it would be 180 degrees of rotation on the animated steering wheel in the game. And if you're playing on a steering wheel that you bought from a store, you get 900 degrees of turn in the steering wheel, but the freaking in-cockpit uh, animation only does 180, which is... I don't know why they haven't fixed that, and I, I'm sure it's too late to fix that. Another problem is um, they do this thing like this when they paddle shift or they reach down really quick, like they act like they're shifting. They've done the bare minimum of the in-cockpit view. Right. Uh, so I don't know. We've talked about Forza for quite a while here. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing at you, by the way. I'm like Once in a while, like while you're talking, obviously I'm listening and I'm engaging in the conversation, but once in a while I glance at the second screen, look at the chat, and then I see something funny, and I just start laughing. Like Magnum Westward, he goes, Mag comes across as someone who yells at random people at the shopping mall. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for- but, but the thing is, I'm not. I'm actually really, really quiet when I'm in public, um, unless I'm drunk or whatever, drinking them with friends. But even then, I'm still respectful. I, I, I'm actually not that kind of guy. Uh, I come across as fairly aggressive. Do you uh, yell at people you- when you're at like sporting events? Hey, hey, hey! Like that? No, I no. I'm really just do my own thing, and I just yeah. I, I talk to my own I talk to my own pe- my my own people that I'm sitting with, and we are we drinking, we're having a good time, we have a couple laughs. But yeah, no, no, I don't start any nonsense. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then at work too. I mean, at work I'm a, I'm a I mean I'm in charge, but I like to be a clown at work too, right? So I do a lot of like you know practical jokes on people and stuff like that, and have a good time and whatever else. And very rarely, and when I do get mad, the funny thing is in the in the in the real world, generally speaking, when I get mad, I get super quiet. So if I stop oh, talking, yeah. Yeah. it's game over. You know you're in my sights. And if you're in my sights when I stop talking, you're probably going to get fired. But that's just that's just that's that's me. I can't look at people so when I'm s- mad at them. I can't I can't even look at them. Can't look at oh, them. Oh no. 
I do the Walter White stare down, but I don't say a bloody word. I just like I just let like it happen. It's like my like my my Homelander eyeballs are like melting through their like you know through their soul. But anyways, that's besides that. We're done with Forza. What are we talking about next? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll just keep looking at at racing footage for just a few minutes. But uh, cool. Fire Seventy One checks out the show after the fact on demand, which is. Hey, that's how we've always done X and C. I've always put it on Spotify and Apple and Google and allowed people to check it out, you know, with earbuds in and, you know, but thank you. He says, Colt, Mag, you guys are the best. You make my Tuesdays at work the next day. Awesome. Sorry for being absent from the chat lately, but I haven't missed a replay. We appreciate you, Fires. I, yeah. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was from the future. That's like, I thought, I, you, you make, you make my Tuesday. I'm like, what are you, the Flash? How did you do that? So you, 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 went, you went ahead in time, and then you listen to our show, and then you go back? Listen, do me a favor. Go and get me the lottery numbers for, to, uh, for, to, for, to, uh, for tonight. Go in the future by one day. Get me the lottery numbers. Come back, and then put it in the chat. Thank you. Meg, I got to ask, and I know normally well, if we're not talking about pizza, we're, we're pretty much keeping it gaming, but I got to ask. Yes. What, are, th- are these aliens really landed in Earth, and, and the government is like, grab, well, you know, I am Pieces one. Of tech. I've been. I am one. It's been me the whole time. It's been me the whole time. I've been here the whole time. What do you think? I just. I just appeared here one day. No, I just. I came from up there. That's why I'm so bizarre. What's up, Noof? I see you. Uh, I'm gonna ask the chat. I know we're talking about video games, but sometimes off-topic stuff can kind of help us get through uh, some of the some of the stuff we're talking about. Listen, man, uh, did, we don't know. You, well, I mean, th- these things. Someone they, knows. They're doing a hearing, and they're like, "Yes, we have." Yes, we've we've got biological samples. Yes, we've talked to people who have who reported. So I'm going to write in the chat just for fun. Then we'll move on. Did you always sure. believe in aliens and uh, the meaning before before? Yes or no? Did you always believe in aliens before there was any type of government hearing saying that this stuff was like legit? Uh, just for fun. And then I, I I saw a clip of this goes out to all you Gen Xers out there. A clip of Tom DeLonge from Blink One Eighty Two saying I was right. He yelled like in front of his concert audience. I was right because he wrote a song in nineteen ninety nine called Aliens Exist. He's been running like his own company to find out if they really are, and <laughs> he's got a big smile on his face. Hey, he feels like Xbox fans when Square Enix like sidles up with uh, Phil Spencer. Let's talk about our next topic. We've got. Um, X, well, you know, uh, let's skip that. It's not even fun. Oh, so there was a report that Xbox has sold about 21 million consoles. PlayStation turned around and said, hey, all right, we've sold 40 million PS5s. Um, this yep. while Xbox is down 13% in hardware. I'm going to ask you, Mag, give yep. me all the reasons why Xbox has sold 21 million. As opposed to the 40? Well, I mean, <laughs> sure, like, sure. Uh, okay, I, I was just going to say it's Xbox is always going to do well. And I think the thing is at the, at the, they're not going to beat PlayStation when it comes to that. Because I know, I know people say Sony's a global brand. Xbox is a global brand too. It's just, it's more prevalent, obviously in the Western countries, right? When you're talking about the UK uh, parts, not all uh, clearly parts of Europe, uh, you know, Canada, United States, uh, uh, you know, bits of Australia and South America. Uh, so a lot of those, like, Very you know, good. you would consider, you know what I mean? Th- those seem to be the countries that, the other ones, obviously, Sony's had their foothold in there for years. And even, like, lots of part, uh, you know, the other half of Europe basically is basically all PlayStation. I mean, Correct. their hardware sales were up 400% in Europe uh, for that. 
you never you're never going to beat him in that way. And you know, even even Phil said it himself. What is it months ago when they had the whole controversy with the red fall and blah blah blah? He's like, well, you're never going to beat him. You're never going to beat him toe to toe in a fight yeah. uh, on on console sales on hardware sales. However, Microsoft has done something very interesting. They went years ago. They went off road, and by off road, they said, you know what? Let's access these gamers in a different way that gets rid of that five to $700 paywall and so that people will come into our ecosystem a lot easier, especially in those countries where they're hesitant to do so, right? So that was the brilliance of it. So in the end of the day, that's like, you know, talking about 21 million consoles, it doesn't really make a difference. It, it, what really matters is how many people are engaged in the product, how many people are, are, are in Game Pass, how many people are online in one way or another, on PC, playing their games on PC, on Xbox, whatever. Right. And then eventually on phones, tablets, smart TVs, whatever else. That's what they're going for. And what, the reason why they're doing that, once again, you are not going to pound for pound out punch Sony when it comes to con hardware sales. You're never going to do it. You're never going to do it because there's a lot of countries in the world that will always do that. But at some point, Microsoft will most likely uh, surpass them in engagement. Right. And again, yeah, yeah. it's because of the way, way cheaper and easier access to their product. It has been ramping up for years. They've been talking about it for years. It's finally coming to fruition. And then we're going to see it probably closer to the end of this generation. Uh, it's going to take a while. Like, I mean, a lot of people think it's going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Even Phil said that. He goes, you think everybody's going to throw that, you know, uh, you know, uh, when Starfield comes out and it's a 10 out of 10 or an 11 out of 10. I think yeah, that was where yeah. his words. You think everybody's going to walk in and grab their giant PS5s and just be like, I'm returning this, sir, you know, and then get a Series X for it. No, they're well, not going I, to. I'm in an editorial about that because. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The, the rough math, Meg, is that right. the Xbox Series S and X are about 10% behind the Xbox One sales three years in as they are right. in relative right now. Now, sure. it's below the Xbox One, which is funky because... From 2013 to 2016, everyone was told not to buy an Xbox One, like at stores and the media and the general yeah, populace that, yeah. knew that it was it was rough and for good reason. So sure. Xbox is currently 10% behind the speed of sales as the Xbox One this far in. The PlayStation 5 is like 25% behind the PS4. Yeah, And you and I talked about how those first three years, PlayStation 4 didn't have a lot of amazing games but uh i don't want to discount that playstation is such a popular ubiquitous brand that you just go to to gaming so they've got that going because they have earned that market share right but well you know the thing you is, also yeah, have to buy the console mag well that's the you thing. have to there's no other that's way that's what i that's what I was alluding to, Colt, is that the fact is that they, Xbox realized pound for pound they can't beat Sony in terms of console sales. But what they tried to do is like, okay, well, then we're going to access them a different way that's much cheaper. But on the PlayStation side, the only way you could play a PlayStation 5 game is by owning a PlayStation 5. 
Period. Just yeah. like you said, right? So the point is, is that Xbox, you no longer have to do any of that. You can use this right here, your cell phone. You can use the la you know, the laptop. You can use a tablet. You can use whatever, right? And then that's going to even get easier and easier and easier over time as, as, the, as the technology improves. And, of course, as the reach improves as they start you know start to branch out even further into the world it's going to be a much easier way to access and that's the only way that they're going to be able to do it so you know what you can't beat them you're not joining them you're just going to you're just going to go down a different road so yeah, instead of yeah. going head on and trying to like take them on you're going down the you're going down the same road okay but instead of trying to push one off the road you just chose a different road so now that you got you got two companies going in the same direction and the direction is making money Right. And they're right. both going down that road. And of course, they're going to give each other the finger every once in a while, flip the bird out the window, be like, yeah, take that PlayStation. And then they're going to turn around and be like, take that Xbox. And they'll be doing that. But at the end of the day, what are they doing? They're both making their way down that road to get to that end goal. And that end goal making is money. Making their way downtown. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, instead of trying to, like, bump each other off the same road, they just went on a different one. So that's all there is to it. So it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a great strategy. It was a great strategy five years ago when they announced it and they talked about it. And, and or six years, actually. And they had to do something. And I think, like I said, it's not going to be immediate. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take to the end of this generation before you actually see the results or, you, may, you know, the fruits of the labor of this. Because it takes a long time. And the other thing is... I don't like the metric on the Xbox side of things. I don't like the metric of console sales. And the reason why, it's like almost measuring up uh, game sales that are in for games that are coming in Game Pass. They're like, oh, 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 oh. Starfield only sold 4 million. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but that's 20, another thing I didn't think that. But 25, don't... 25 million are playing it on Game Pass. So, right. like, why why are we using the sales metric for Xbox specifically if those games are in a subscription service? They did that with Forza Horizon 5. There are people scoffing at that it only sold, like, 2 million, 3 million, whatever it was. And they're like, oh, garbage. You know but how funny that is, But 25 million Mag. people played it. It's so funny because I was going to – I'm, I'm going to throw a, a what if in a moment here. But it's so funny you said that because Xbox doesn't require you to buy the console – and then if you're going to measure, all right, so it's about how many they sell, um, they also offer those games directly, immediately within Game Pass. We got numbers today, uh, this week that 70 to 80% of Game Pass customers are paying for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So they're paying the highest grade at $180 or $190 a year, whatever it is, the price hike. And... That that's they're making like three billion dollars a year just from Game Pass customers. So for all we know, I mean, it kind of seems like it from the the court documents that we got and the and the findings from Phil Spencer talking about the brand is that they are making all of this money. And while they sit here and say, you know, we can't compete with PlayStation because they have such a big, you know, they're so big in the monopoly of the console market. But at the same time, feels like yeah, you know. We're making a ton of money off of Game Pass, so who cares about their console sales numbers? We're making a ton of money. But um, here's my here's the thing I wanted to ask you. Let's pretend. Exactly. What's yeah. that? Let's pretend no, Starfield say, comes out. What? Okay. I was going to say it's accessibility is the number one thing that they have to worry about. That's okay. all it is. It's, it's accessibility and, that, and engagement, and that's the only way that they're going to be able to do that. Right, and the only way that they're going to be able to compete in the future. Someone actually said something very interesting in the chat. I don't want to go down this road uh, just because it'll go in a whole other conversation. But he said, if Game Pass didn't exist, would you buy half those games? And I would say probably not. 
half uh, you of know, like, what the first party games or the offerings I, that, I, well, that come to Game Pass. Let, let let's just take twenty twenty three for example. I wouldn't. I would I would buy Starfield. Right? I would buy Starfield. I would buy um uh, what's it called? Damn it, uh, Senua Saga. I would buy that. Like those kind of games like that. Well, no, I'd buy no, that. No, but uh, like about what like the Game Pass games. That's well, kind of a hard question, no, man, no, because I, there's I, a bunch of different I, games that come to Game Pass. I wouldn't buy or play a lot of those because yeah, they, yeah, they put I'm a saying. ton of small games on there. But from first party sure. studios, would I buy most of those games? Uh I would have definitely bought Hi Fi Rush. Uh, Redfall would have been a totally different story. Uh, the problem is I would have ended up buying it. I would have bought the game because I wouldn't have had it early to review it. So, yeah, I would have bought Redfall. Fair. And yeah, uh, what, what's next? Starfield? Absolutely. Forza Motorsport? Absolutely. What about last year? They didn't have any first-party games. But if I, if I was able to buy to pay for um, Grounded, yeah, you bet I would pay full price for that. So I don't know. Uh, yes, whoever that was, it's, you, uh... it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting like thought. You know what I mean? Like just like, hmm, well, how would you do that? Like right now, currently, and I'm not missing it at the moment because, like I said, I got a, I got a nice backlog I'm getting through. Is uh, I'm not, I don't have Game Pass right now. I'm not paying for something I'm not using. Yeah, right. Yeah. And now I'm actually wondering, like for example, you know, Senua Saga gets pushed gets pushed into 2024, which it is, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now. Unless they have other, unless they have a bunch of other third-party big games in there, I might actually just not even get Game Pass this year and actually just buy Starfield at full price. They certainly haven't announced any big games coming to Game Pass so at all this I year. I might, I might just buy Starfield outright. Yeah, yeah. Because if I'm only going to play Starfield, let's say, because I mean, Forza Motorsport. I'll dibble dabble, but I'm not going to pay you know a hundred dollars Canadian to dibble dabble on a game, right? Yeah. I'll spend a hundred bucks Canadian on a game like Starfield because if I know I'm going to put anywhere between a hundred and like a hundred two hundred hours into a game, right? No, I'm not going to be mining ore with a laser cutter, but I mean I'm going to be doing other cool stuff, sure, <laughs> right? But I would spend I the mean, money I'll get on a little that. Bit of iron. Sorry. So, like, if you do the math, over here in Canada, it's out 20-something bucks, right, for Game Pass Ultimate, right? So, all of a sudden, let's say, you know, September, October, November, December, that's four months right there, you just paid for Starfield. And if I'm only playing Starfield, yeah, yeah. That, if I'm only playing Starfield in those four months, when, if I'm playing other third-party games like Alan Wake 2 and maybe Call of Duty, if it looks good, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, Spider-Man, um, and, and, oh, and, uh, and, of course, Assassin's Creed, which looks hot, Right. So yeah. I'm going to be playing those yeah. games. If I'm only going to get Starfield, then why even bother to do the Game Pass for four months? I'll just buy the game for a hundred bucks. And so you're still getting my money. You still get my hundred bucks. I'm just doing it a different way, right? So okay. it's just it's up to the consumer. But the good thing is, is that at least in this respect, Xbox gives you the option. Like for example, if there are other gamers who consume more than I do, and let's say they're going to say, "Oh well, I'm going to play Starfield." And I'm probably going to squeeze in eight to ten more games on Game Pass. Well, then it's actually better for you to get Game Pass, right? The point yeah. of this whole thing, not to upset people and be like, oh, Mag's being a fraud. No, I'm saying that because I'm showing everybody that at least Microsoft has given you an option that you can either buy it or subscribe to it. And that's an option that people can make for themselves, a decision they can make for themselves. Where on the other side of the fence, Sony's got one option, buy it. Or go home. That's so, it. Uh, That's your only option. You see what I'm saying? At least they're giving you an opportunity to choose how you want to consume. I like that. 
Yeah, I mean, speaking of PlayStation, which we got, we have to get into PlayStation here in a minute. Um, but the Ratchet and Clank sales, Ratchet and Clank just dropped on Steam. Uh, it's been on there a week, and it's already has disappointing sales, which really speaks volumes, Mag, to how PlayStation needs to stop waiting two years to launch a game on PC when it's it just becomes an old game and nobody cares and they're paying they're charging full price for it on steam yeah, seventy dollars no for a 2020 game no. and um great were, game though yeah yeah uh but i'm not gonna pay $70. i like ratchet and clank but yeah uh, i'm not gonna pay 70 dollars for a three-year-old game yeah you so there was no i'm not either unless it was like uh, some ultimate edition that comes with all the dlc but as you know ratchet and clank's uh has no extended or multiplayer content or cooperative content. Um, I don't. I don't know where that report is. I was talking about it on X on Twitter, and um, there were <laughs> like ten times more people on Steam this week playing Fallout seventy six than there were playing the brand new released Ratchet and Clank on on Steam. And it really speaks volumes to how they need to get those games uh, available. On the PC Sooner, immediately. I, I think, it, it, you know, the thing is, they're scared. They're scared of um, disrupting the PlayStation console business. And it's kind of an archaic way of thinking when you think about it at the end of the day. Is that, It's like you're still making the money on the software, right? Yeah. But they're afraid. But they're, they're, they're so afraid because, you know, what? a lot of the Sony Corporation is completely dependent on the success of the PlayStation because... The other departments do okay. Sony Pictures does okay. They do all right. They make a profit. They turn a profit. I follow them. I've been watching what they're doing. Sony uh-huh. Animation does great. Uh, like, for example, like, uh, what's it called? The new Miles Morales movie uh, did great. Yeah. Right? And so they turned a profit there. They're looking good. Uh, obviously, things, you know, because of the SAG strikes and all the others and the writer strike and everything else, everything's on hold right now. So the third part of that movie is on hold. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be delayed at least until 2024, maybe 2025. Um, anyways, the point is, is that they require the PlayStation uh, uh, success. The, they, they require the success of the PlayStation to keep the corporation running, and that is a fact, right? Yeah. So I think that there's this, there's this deep-rooted conservative fear of we can't mess up this balance of the of how we've been running this business for thirty years. Let's not mess around with it because it's going to cause a problem, um, which is not really like I said, it's not really like progressive enough like i mean you got to look at the you got to look at like the software sales is where it's at those place uh, the, the pc players sure there's a lot of pc players that have a ps uh, have a playstation 5 sure right? yeah and, and then of course there's a lot of the pc players don't need an xbox because they're playing the game on pc right whether it's through pc game pass or whether it's through steam so they have the options there but on the playstation side of things yeah some of them will get it but the thing they'll have a ps5 but the thing is if if there are people out there who don't have a ps5 and they only play on pc you never had them as a customer to begin with. So what's the point of worrying yeah. about, you know what I'm saying? You, well, what's I think more I, important, Mag? Why don't they try answer this quickly before I move on to the next sure. PlayStation topic. Pretend you're PlayStation for just a moment. You have to make a funny face, too, and put on a rainbow wig like you did in your video. Uh, pretend you're PlayStation, Mag. Sure. Would you push for extra console sales by keeping Ratchet and Clank only to PC or PS5 at launch? Or would you 
throw it on PC day and date and see how many games you could sell everywhere to those two customer bases. I for Pretend Ratchet like Clank, your PlayStation and you have to make that okay. choice right now. What okay. would you do? I would, for specifically for Ratchet and Clank, I would put it on PC day and date with PS5. Specifically Ratchet and Clank. Why? It doesn't now, have multiplayer. Like you don't have to have all these people playing at the same time. But give us no, your no, reasoning. No, no, no. The, here's the, the reason why is because you're trying to expand the market, right? If you can get five million sales out of it, why not get seven or eight million? Because you can have at least two or three people, two or three people, two or three million people on Steam. That. Yeah, <laughs> did. two or three million people. I know two or three million people on Steam that would pick it up on top of those PS5 players. Now, the other thing is though, if you're trying to boost PS5 sales specifically, like let's say they're trying to hit. There's other things that we're not that we're not privy to. Like for example, they have very like just like in my company, we have very specific targets that have to be reached every financial quarter, right? So for example, if Sony the corporation, not not PlayStation division, Sony the corporation says, um, we need 50 million console sales by the end of 2023, right? Yeah. That's part of their quota. They need to reach that quota. And that's what right. a lot of people, you know, a lot of fans and a lot of us and people in podcasts and a lot of, you know, uh, gamers and stuff, they don't see that part of the business. They don't understand. They're like, oh, why are they doing this? There are other reasons. There are internal corporate reasons. Like I said, this is stuff I deal with every single day. We have to, you know, we have to meet uh, a financial, you know, financial goals every quarter. So the thing is, if they, if the Sony Corporation goes down to the PlayStation uh, division and says you need to sell 50 million by the end of 2023 to keep the uh, the stockholders happy and the stockholders uh, to keep investing, then they've got to keep. Spider-Man 2 exclusively on the PS5 because you know you're going to sell at least another 10 million consoles just for the PlayStation 5. However, once they hit that, I think that they should release the PC version directly after that instead of waiting two years or three years. So shorten the gap, meet your financial goals, and then put it on PC pretty damn soon after that. So, for example, if they hit their quota, if they hit their financial quota and say, okay, uh, Sony Corporation, okay, We've hit our 50 million goal for 2023. It's now uh, November, whatever, November 20th. We've hit our goal. Um, let's launch PS. Uh, let's sorry. Let, let let's launch Spider-Man 2, January 2nd, 2024. And you know what I mean. And let's get it going. We made our quota. We hit our quota. We've hit our sales numbers. We sold another 10 million consoles on top. Now release it. Yeah. Not, don't wait yeah. till 2026. Well, you know what I mean. It's Meg, stupid. I think, I think they want to get. Ratchet, games like that out a little sooner like maybe in a year or maybe even as early as six months because jim ryan said that the console's not enough so they are doing the double dip or they're doing the wait and let us sail but i don't blame them seeing the trajectory of ps5s like continue to climb the sales speed of them to not want to mess with that like i don't want to screw this up by selling right. a game on pc immediately and then start to see like a any type of downtick of ps5s um i gotta read a you couple know, super you know, questions here but so what's the that thing is i was gonna say one more thing uh, magnum westward i saw what you said he said we, we, we want to talk gaming not financial dribble i'm trying to educate the majority of people that don't know what they're talking about so here's yeah, the thing mag and i are it, trying to say that the release on pc or console has nothing to do with appeasing what people want so that, no. that other people can beat their chest and say my console's so much better it's really about accessibility and bringing games to people and making the most of uh, those studios need to make their money back and they have to and they have to at the end of the day 
you have to answer to your stockholders. You have to answer to your investors. And yeah. that's something that a lot of people don't understand. They think it's all about them. Oh, I need it over here because we want to play it here. They don't care who you are or what Haven't you're playing. You been reading the forums, we've been saying, they yeah. Don't, yeah, they don't care about you. They care about that as long as you're buying the stuff, they care about the investors and the stockholders who are providing them billions of dollars. They have to keep them happy first, and then you get the, quote, dribble off the end of the table. <laughs> and that's what you get. Yeah. And that's how yeah. the real world works, kids. Yeah, on, the, um, I think Ratchet & Clank sold 2 to $3 million. Uh, and I'm, I don't know what that equates to, how much they spent, but I'm sure it was a success. But they got to try and eke that out on PC as well. Dave McClellan with a five dollars says, "Glass Joe was the first fighter. Mac was your character in Punch Out." I didn't hear what you said, but um, I would have corrected we you on the Mac on Little Mac thing because um, I was, that I was game screwing like it times. all up in my head. Yeah, I love it, that. I love it's, it. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Jason Long has a memory. <laughs> What's that? I was just saying, it's one of my favorite Nintendo games of all time is yeah, Punch-Out. It is, it yeah. is. Uh, I'm such a dork that when I was actually boxing in real life in junior high, boxing my friends, like I'd use some of the moves from the game, and they were like, you're totally doing the Von Kaiser right now. I'm like, I am? I didn't realize. <laughs> Jason Wan, has a member chat, says, any thoughts on the Oblivion re remake rumors? Yes, I'm going to get that in just a moment. Poochie says, two to one is better than three to one. Look out, PlayStation Xbox is slowly creeping. Yeah, they're not three to one, and people said they were going to be three to one ahead of, of Xbox. And I think it's funny that they're in a full generation swing of you don't have to own an Xbox, and they're still doing okay. Um, they need to be doing a lot better. Biff Rinaldi says, hot take, next generation of consoles should be all digital. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it wouldn't bother me, but I feel bad for other people that like to collect their discs. He says, when's the last time PC games came out on CD-ROM? Uh, 10, 12 years ago. He says, they're doing just fine, less clutter. I know, Biff, but we have to remember, some people love to collect those cases. They line their bookshelves. Like, that's super important to them. But I think the physical media uh, in Australia, they're even ditching DVDs. Like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Red Wolf with a $5 super says... Sorry, I've been inactive and live on oh, on Xbox Live. He says, three weddings, one save the date, and a YouTube video to edit. What kind of aliens in real life do you want? Do you want Greys or Turians? And if he means Turians uh, from Mass Effect, I love that. Uh, Meg, what, what do the aliens really look like, do you think? Uh, well, they better look like some of the uh, the female aliens from Mass Effect with the, the nice zoom-in shots that they... By the way, that's something... I'm actually going to bring this up. Hold on a second. This is something I do want to talk about. I don't collect physical media because there's no point, really, for me. However, there is something to be said, and there's a movement out there, and it's been happening with DVDs, Blu-rays, and video games. The thing is, there's a lot of people out there for whatever, political reasons, activist reasons, blah, 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 blah. They can go ahead and change a game because some one zero point one percent of some group somewhere found it offensive and they remove the original content and they change it. Mass Effect just happened to be in the video game world and they did remove some butt shots from the game because oh, you know yeah they did because yeah because yeah, uh, you know because Karen von Munchausen found it offensive in somewhere. Man, so you you can't say that in nineteen ninety three. Karen like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm just making up names. Uh, well, whatever names. The butt head, shot but that Mag is talking about is you're talking to Miranda, one of the main characters, and the camera is behind her rear end, but she's wearing her spacesuit. But it's like a gratuitous, like, hey, it's, she has a rear right end. There. Yeah, it's it, right it, there. 
I mean, it was 2010. Is, we were all about, uh, hey, but, look, but that's, Paul, this is funny. I don't know. That's the original vision of the creators of the game. Who are we, 15, 13 years later, say, nope, take it out. That's, that's, that we don't like that, so, or I don't like that, so therefore you have to yeah. move. That's like going into an art gallery and saying, I find that person in that painting offensive. Paint over them and put a tree there. And then Bob Ross comes down from heaven and goes, I'm going to put a little tree over here. Just a little happy accident. And then paints over somebody because they found offensive. This is what okay, this hold is on, hold why on, you can argue on. for physical media. Because all, you can't change social, physical media. All social, political, like emotional discussion aside, Bob Ross could improve any painting <laughs> that ever existed because <laughs> he's amazing. Um, I love him. How do we get on the but the Mass no, no, Effect, no, no, oh, no, the no, Alien. Thanks a lot, Red. Thanks no, no, a lot, he Red brought up the, He brought up the Mass Effect thing, and that sparked my mind in saying, you know what, there is a movement out there, and they're not wrong. Whether Like, a lot of them are collecting movies, DVDs, Blu-rays, yeah, yeah. and video games, and saying, we want to hang on to this, because if someone wants to go back and change it, you can't. And they've oh, yeah, done it, like, with, uh, they've done it yeah. with movies. They've done it right under our noses. They've taken certain phrases out, certain words, certain things. Uh, even Steven Spielberg at one point, uh, his company removed the guns from E.T. and changed them with digital flashlights because they thought it was too violent. Uh, they thought it was going to be... They you know pulled what I mean? stuff like, out of Disney movies like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and like, like, that's, and a like, whole, <laughs> that's a whole thing. But, but yeah. it's, if it's creeping in, the reason why we just came up in conversation, because digital, they can go back and change anything that they want now. And I'm like, well, that's if, you're, if you want to see the original vision, you may not get it because someone somewhere, some point is going to whatever, and all of a sudden they're going to say, no, nope, remove this whole scene from the game or whatever. But then, but then you have directors that go back and re-change their vision for the worst. Like, I love Sylvester Stallone so much. And Rocky IV is probably my favorite rocky movie of all time right he did and do that. he butchered it when he yes. did the re the director's recut a couple years ago like i watched it on this was terrible i love the original it, just, uh but yeah he should have just left that one alone yeah he, he went back and he changed it now it's called like rocky versus drago or something it's not even called rocky four anymore and i'm like why that doesn't sound yeah good. it's not for but, the better it's not for the better uh, but i don't know if that's why people keep uh let us know in the chat why Physical means something to you, and I would say that more than anything, I I would venture to guess, uh, controversially speaking, Mag, that it's not about keeping something the original way it was and being changed digitally. I think they probably love that physical case, being able to open it oh, up and see that disc, yeah, yeah. and being able yeah. to have access to that if the internet's down or if something else happens, like. They feel like a physical version is it's set in stone. It's theirs. Yes. You can't yes. take it away. You can't mar their access. Look, to what it. look what happens when the internet goes down. Look, oh, look what happens when the network goes down. Xbox Live goes down. The PlayStation Network goes down. You can't play any of your games. Yeah, you I, are I think literally PlayStation's a better at that. But but if you're game sharing, like it's it's all messed up. It's, but you know what I'm saying? That's a thing. Too, but man. it's like this. It's like. If there's a graph like 99, 95%, it's awesome. And then that 5% time when my internet goes down. Of course, of course, like, of course. But the, the, here's the best part. I'm, I'm just my... saying I understand what, how they feel. I, it's not me. I'm just saying I understand how they feel when they bring up yeah. that argument. I'm saying, hey, man, I respect that. I don't collect any physical media anymore. I sold it all. I, I changed everything to digital. And I'm okay, whatever. I'm just saying there are people who say those things, and I respect their opinions. That's all. Yes, thank you, man, because... Not to be like kumbaya, kumbaya, but we're all different. Like, Meg and I, 
have easy access to internet, like high-speed internet. It's rarely ever down. And, and my last joke would be, if my internet's down, it's because my power's off. So I'm not playing anyway. And I'm fortunate to live in an area where that's where power and internet is pretty reliable. So we're, we're trying to throw a bone to the physical people because we understand it. And my Starfield's going to have a physical copy disc uh, case thing anyway. So, and I probably won't use it. So, so play it digital. That's awesome. That's good. All right, let me let me go to this next one, which is pretty spicy. But I have the only reason why I'm bringing up this Dual Shockers article, who is a big PlayStation media site, is because I am not even remotely as excited for Spider-Man Two as I was for Spider-Man in 2018, and I I was super excited. And I loved it. It was one of my favorite games that year. But I am so <laughs> flaccid on this game. DualShockers wrote this article, Mag, and I'm going to read you a couple of the bullet, po- a couple of the the statements from it, and I'm going to let you riff off this because they're not happy with the reception for Spider-Man Two thus far. And here's what they said: DualShockers says Spider-Man Two looks like a movie I've already seen twice. The tired Spider-Man tropes. Coming from the past decade, Pete's suddenly going all dark, and I mean that as Symbiote takes him over. Whoa, isn't that something fresh and new and unexplored? And don't get me started, this is their quote from their from their article, on Spider-Man 2 being set in New York once again. I mean, it has to, two shockers. He says, it's a bland and uninspiring final look for the game. And there's a whole article that's probably a good four to five minute read where they just they go in on this the MCU, they go in on how the Spider-Verse like took it to another level, the movies, but the game is just playing it safe. The same they he said all of the um all of the antagonists, the bosses, like all look super bland and just really predictable and not inspired. And I, every time I see this game, I'm like, and I know it's gonna come off as I'm busting the chops of spider-man because it's playstation which that's your cognitive dissonance if you have that problem because i just told you all the gripes i have about forza motorsport it is good to be to be critical of something that you want to pay money for meg i gotta hear how you're feeling about so i feel like we've talked about this before uh run me over if uh um, if you have to no 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 i i uh spider-man's coming to my house anyway uh because my son is obsessed with spider-man miles morales all of them and he's played the first one multiple times. He's platinumed the. Uh, he's only ten, and he's thirty platinumed Miles Morales. Uh, easier one to platinum, by the way, obviously. Uh, so yeah, we, he's done that. Obviously, Spider-Man Two's coming to the house. He's he's getting it. I'm getting it. Um, I'm. I again. This is one of those situations. Where, like I brought up, what was it? Forty-five minutes ago, where people doubt uh, James Cameron. You are doubting the only team that has produced hit after hit after hit after hit but your dumbass has got something to say and and like not you not you colt i'm talking about these clowns i know i'm not doubting it'll be super successful but it's insomniac and even they even said by the way the other thing is they said yes there's parts in new york but a lot of it is in the boroughs that were not in the game so they're changing the locations a little bit so they've done that we haven't seen anything outside of two trailers. For them to go on and on and on about this from two trailers, 
I don't care if it's Xbox, I don't care if it's PlayStation, I don't care if it's Nintendo. If you got time to write articles from two for a uh, two two minute trailers or four minute trailers, whatever the hell it was, and a little bit of a gameplay demonstration, you're not seeing the product. You're not seeing the final product. You're seeing snippets. That's the same people that that comment on an article and all they read was the headline. You know what I'm saying? You're getting not even half the picture. You're not even getting 125th of the picture. Let's get the whole picture and then we could talk turkey. All right? You know what? We'll talk in November when everybody's played the game. When that happens, and that goes for Starfield, because I the same thing, man. It swings both ways. I see people complaining and moaning and bitching about Starfield. Guys, yeah. the game hasn't come out. When it's in your hand and you've put in 10 hours, 20 hours, whatever you want to, and get a feel for it, then you could talk. Until then, and this goes for everybody from every camp, don't talk until you play the damn thing. People complaining about movies based on a trailer. You could say that trailer didn't look good. You could say that, but you can't say the movie sucks because you didn't see the movie. You know, and a lot of YouTubers are yeah. guilty of that. I've, I've caught a couple, a couple of them are big guys whom I know, and I've called them out, and I'm like, guys, I'm like, dude, you didn't even see the Barbie movie, but you're complaining about the Barbie movie. Go right. see it first and then complain about the Barbie. I understand that there's things in there that are not going to make people happy. That's fine. But don't complain about it until you sit down and watch it. You like know, people are coming out of the, the Indiana game. Jones movie with horrible reviews and saying, hey, I really like that. And I'm going, that's pretty cool to hear. It's cool. Some people like it. Some people don't. But there's a lot of people that are complaining who are looking for attention and views and clicks but haven't seen the movie. Okay, I'm going to predict this, Mag. I'm like, what? I'm going to predict predict that Spider-Man 2 gets an 88 open critic or Metacritic. I think so. I think so. I'm predicting like an 88, maybe an 89. Um, Insomniac is getting better and better. But their their average is somewhere around eighty two or eighty three. But they have Miles Morales is even higher than Spider Man one, I think. So was I'm it predicting really? an eighty eight. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think Miles Morales got an eighty nine, and Spider Man got great, like an eighty seven or something or eighty eight. Great story. Nah, nah, I, I, it doesn't I, matter. I thought they were both great stories. But the thing is, cold. Someone asked, actually mentioned in the chat. I, I think it was a good idea. They probably should have taken. But the thing is. You got to understand, once again, we're talking business. They, so a lot of people are saying they should have brought Wolverine out first, given it a little bit of breathing space, and then I, bring out Spider-Man. I said that, yeah. However, however, once again, we got to understand that Sony is in full control of the Spider-Man name and the brand, right? They've yeah. got they've got Disney on their knees because they own the Spider-Man name. They own, they own Spider-Man. And so the thing is, they're riding high right now. They still have... You know, they're, they're still riding high from, like, the Spider-Man movies, which were fantastic. No Way Home was was a big, huge hit in the middle of the pa- – right in the tail end of the pandemic. Uh, Miles Morales was a hit. 2018 was uh, – Spider-Man was a hit. Uh, the Miles Morales movies were both hits. The first one wasn't as uh, – it didn't make as much money as the second one, but the second one's made a lot of money. You got to strike while the iron's hot. You don't want to wait three years and the Spider-Man hype is dead – or dying. Yeah, and I'm you know sure I mean? Insomniac not- said we can get Spider-Man 2 out in 2023 or 2022. Right. In and- the midst of... Yeah. Yeah, raising it up during the hype. You've got a Craven the Hunter movie coming out. Whether it's good or not, it doesn't really matter. The point is, it's still in the news. Craven the Hunter movie's coming out. All these things are happening around this time, and so that you've got to like you know you got to move on it. Wolverine right now is essentially in 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 terms of cinema is a dead IP. No pun intended. If you've seen Logan, right? And but I know, I know but he's they're working back. on. They'll be working on the Wolverine movie the same time that Insomniac well, will be working on the game, right? Wolverine, Wolverine got delayed. 
uh, at least a year because of the, because of SAG and because of the writer strike, right? And yeah. they had to halt they had to halt production completely, so it's completely shut down. So now it might be delayed an entire year. Boy, isn't that you know? Doesn't that work out perfectly for Insomniac that it buys them an extra year of development time that they can release the Wolverine game the same year that Deadpool three comes out? It's all business, baby. That's big numbers. That's big numbers, and that's what they're that's what they're banking on. I know it makes sense for us saying yes. Give it a break, go to Wolverine, then do Spider-Man two. But it doesn't make sense for them when it, when they, when they got to ride the wave of the hype. Well, and five years is like right now, like in the next five years. That that's all planned. Like it's happening but, this week, right? In that business, like you, we yeah. talk about we've talked about how Disney and Marvel and all these they they plan all these IPs and they dance them on the floor and kind of get them all coming out. And so, yeah, yeah, I guess that's why. It, I learned Sony something today because I would have said put out Wolverine to give us some breathing room, but I'm feeling that fatigue, and I guarantee most fans are not feeling the Spider-Man Two fatigue. But uh, Dual Shockers is not particularly yeah, excited. They're just looking for attention. They're just looking for attention. They're being silly. So uh, you but- know, Starfield is going to be the yes. biggest game this year in a yeah. lot of ways, and I think Spider-Man Two will sell a lot of copies see- of the game, probably mm-hmm. more than Starfield. But Starfield well, that, is going to be the big game that everyone's talking about. But Colt, this is the metric we're talking about. We cannot measure apples to apples anymore because they aren't—they don't exist anymore. We can't you measure. You can't outsell Spider-Man sales. Two when you have, but Starfield twenty-some million Pass. people on Game Pass. Exactly. There's no way. So, that's like what how I'm many? Saying, t- so, you can't compare <laughs> them anymore. That's a metric that doesn't work. It's the same as the consoles. The consoles, the console sale c- comparison doesn't work anymore because uh, you know a majority of those people are playing those games on PC. I, so I got to I got to interrupt you for that. a second. I got to sure. interrupt you. I mean, I've been interrupting you all night. No, no, no. If you're we enjoying the show, you. I know Meg and I are struggling to try and get. <laughs> we're doing. I think we're doing a good job. If you're having a good time, like the lo- the like button is criminally low. Uh, we've got almost. Uh, 925 people here watching the show. Thank you for being here. Um, we've got even better news that we're going to get into. I just, I kind of had to rant about Spider-Man 2. I wish I was more excited for it, but even with all of Ma- that Mag and I have said, please hit the like button. Please. Thank you. It, after all that we've said, it doesn't matter. Spider-Man comes out while I'm in the middle of Starfield and dabbling in Forza Motorsport when I don't feel like flying and shooting. I'll definitely be driving. So Spider-Man 2 couldn't come out at a worse time for me, unfortunately. So it's really hard for me to get excited about it. Let's talk about Xbox. The rest of the show is all about Xbox because they are, holy crap, this monopoly that we call Xbox is doomed and dying, but almost a monopoly. We heard today that Virtuals Games is working on five different projects. I didn't go back and look into what these guys have made. But they are apparently working on a huge project called Project Altar, and they're describing it as, they say describing it in the report, they're describing it as a remaster or a remake of Oblivion. And everyone's going, what? Why wouldn't they do Skyrim first? Why aren't they doing Morrowind? But Oblivion, which came out in 2009, I think, is something that Bethesda has a report. Allegedly, there's the word I'm looking for. Allegedly in the works, Meg. I I feel really bad, but Oblivion. I've never touched the game. I I know hardly anything about it. Skyrim was my foray into Elder Scrolls. Um, yeah, me too. Okay, okay. 
And I know chat, give me a hard time. I, I deserve it. I remember way back before Skyrim, my friend that I played games with all the time on the 360 said, I'm trying to get into oblivion. It feels so clunky. And I said, you got to play fallout three. He's like, that looks really clunky. Cause even those games, when they released felt dated in their own way, but all I've ever heard from uh, my other coworker is that oblivion is incredibly amazing. Um, I have not played it, but is this a remake? I would want to know, like we've seen the remasters, but I'll, I'll tell you this. It's probably going to release on PlayStation at, at day and date. I think it's one of those games where, where Phil says we're going to keep Legacy. games that exist on the PlayStation platform. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to talk too much, but this is going to be one of those things where Oblivion gets announced on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S and X, and people are going to go crazy saying, confirmed Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be a multi-plat in 2027 or 2028. No. What do you think? Uh, no, it's going to be exclusive to Xbox, uh, Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. And you know what the good you know what the good thing is the way the way, you know how you get people into the ecosystem release an absolute banger of an Oblivion um, uh, Oblivion uh, Elder Scrolls Four remake and get people's appetite wet and go whoa that game was hot and, and then Elder Scrolls Six oh you enjoyed that well Elder Scrolls Six which is going to be even better than that. Is only on the Xbox ecosystem. Not on is the that Xbox. how you do it in show business, Mag? That's how you do so it. Give them a little you, taste. Give them a little taste. And you do the same thing in the drug business. You walk around, you hand out free drugs to the neighborhood, you get everybody hooked, and they all come back for you. Hey, you that's how like they Flintstone, do it. You're talking about Flintstone vitamins, right? Obviously. And you yeah. know what? The Wilma ones the Wilma ones taste the best. It's that orange flavor. Excellent. I love that one. Uh, anyways, uh, the Barney wait, wait, ones wait, are wait, awful. Do you have a memory of how those things tasted when you chew yep. on them? That yep, I love it. It's like oh, man. it's like it's a mixture of plastic and chalk. I loved it. I, I don't know why, and uh, I, I almost want to. I almost want to get like a twenty-five-year-old expired like a Flintstone vitamins and eat them like live on YouTube and see what happens to me. Uh, anyways, here's the thing. What's your eye pop um, up? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, well, they seem to be fine, and then both my arms fall off. Um, here's the thing. I think an Oblivion Four remake is great. The game came out in two thousand six, so it's been a long time. I do not want a remaster. Okay, I do not want a remaster. I'm not going to play an old game that's just been cleaned up a little bit, and then the guy still runs like a 2006 character. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't need that in my life. Give me an absolute <coughs> remake from the ground up remake like Resident Evil does with their games, or uh, Capcom does with the Resident Evil games. Do that and get people interested in it. Uh, you're not going to do Skyrim. I know you mentioned Skyrim, but... They've been releasing Skyrim up until like a month ago. You know what I mean? They keep re-releasing it. The director's cut, the this cut, the remaster cut, the 10-year anniversary cut, the this, the that. You know what I mean? And so, like, do the Oblivion. A lot of people in the chat are saying, is, uh, they're saying, it's, uh, it's a great game. I never played it. I wasn't yeah. in RPGs in 2006. RPGs came a little <laughs> bit later for me. Around 2008, I started getting it. Maybe 2009, I started getting RPGs, and now I adore them. Um, bro, but I wasn't bro, up until why? that point. Because why? at that point, I was... And you know what's crazy, actually? During those times, I was a big-time racing fan. I loved racing games in those days. I played, like, you know, I played your Tomb Raiders, your, you know, um, uh, Assassin's Creed's. I played uh, Resident Evil's and all that stuff. I loved the action-adventure games, but I didn't really get into the RPG thing. And then, actually, funny enough, I think it was Mass Effect that got me into RPGs. And then I really started getting into it. Now I adore them. I love RPGs. So, um... 
Anyways, the thing is, remake this game from the ground up. Get people's appetites wet. Get them into the. Get them into it. Get them really excited. Release it on the PlayStation Five. Do the whole nine yards, and then you announce, you know, if you want to play Elder Scrolls Six, it's on the Xbox ecosystem, and you get everybody to go, let's go over there and play okay. the game over there. You don't have to leave PlayStation, but at least you can subscribe to Game Pass somewhere uh, somewhere else, Okay, and then get into it and play the game. It's a great uh, strategy. Uh, Meg, I'm seeing, the, I'm seeing the chat, and they're like, no more remasters. Like... Because we think of remasters as you just up you brought the performance up, you made sure everything was clean and clear right. for the console, and you, and you charge 60, 70, yeah. or I 50, 40 bucks or whatever it's going to be. All right, I have to be very careful how I say this. I don't know anything about Oblivion other than what was like leaked by this, um, this report from the studio that, where they kind of leaked themselves. But I heard something else that's coming up that makes me believe that this is just a remaster. And I have to ask, why would you make a remaster of <laughs> Oblivion when it runs with FPS boost in back and pat right now on Xbox? Exactly. Now, and you might do that because... Game. Yes, you might do that because... I love saying this. I don't know. I, I'm just a petty person sometimes. I love saying this. The PlayStation console is locked away from anything made before 2013, for the most part, because they have zero backward compatibility with games you already paid for or owned. So if you own an Xbox One or an Xbox an Xbox One family console or Xbox Series console, you have been able to play Oblivion at any time for the past seven years, or whatever it is. I'm just guessing on that number. It's back at bat. But now it's got FPS boost, FPS boost since the Series S and X came out. So for the past two or three years, you've been able to play that game with FPS boost. And I think that game also has a Hochi method. So it might run at 4K60. I looked it up while Mag was, was talking. I don't know if it is. Let me know in the chat. So why in the f*** are they making a remaster of a game that is already enhanced on Xbox, already available on PC to run it however you want, just to sell some copies on PlayStation and hopefully bring people around for the free vitamins, Mag? No, no, that's a stupid idea, and it's a stupid strategy. You're not going to get anybody. Uh, if it's, it's already got an FPS boost, it's already up to 4K, but it's still a 17-year-old game. You're remastering a 17-year-old game. Well, it's 17 years, man, 2006, dude. Is that when it came? I said 09. I was just guessing. No, no, oh, no, yeah, it's 2006. Uh, 2011 was Skyrim. Oh, oh so six. It's, it's 17 years old. You can't remaster a 17-year-old game and package that up as new. It doesn't work. The mechanics do not translate into how 2020. So are you saying are. it's a remake? You have to remake it from the ground up. Like, like I said, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 4. Those games came out decades ago, and they're magnificent. I could go back right now and play those remakes and be like, but damn it, they look like they just came out today. When has Bethesda ever done that, though, Mag? When have they taken well, all the, they just took? They just put Quake. They just did a file save as two years ago and threw Quake on, on the game. You had to buy it, I think. No, it came to Game Pass. They threw a file save as Quake on. Well, that's being kind of rude because it wasn't. Anyway, it basically looks it, like it came out in 1997 uh, or whatever. Maybe this do they will be do the first that, time. Maybe this will be their first time doing it. Maybe they're, they're coming around. Because I, I, in my opinion, I'm not playing a 17-year-old remastered game. I want a remake from the ground up. If you're going to waste my time, waste my time with something of quality. I'm not saying that it's not of quality. I'm talking well, about in terms of 2023 quality. It just doesn't measure up anymore. 
Yeah, and that's thankfully, the, Bethesda Studios are not working on this remaster. It's it's uh, oh my goodness, I want to say yeah, vicious. you may- Virtuous Games. So yeah, they yeah, yeah. they farmed it out. So Meg and I are really thinking it's got to be a re- remake. Like it has to be rebuilt from the ground up. But you have to be really careful when you. Well, no, maybe you don't. Meg makes a good point. Resident Evil 4 changed all the mechanics and modernized them, and people right. freaking love that remaster love for Resident it. Evil 4 and 2. And, and, and 2. Yeah. 2 and, and three. 3 and 4 have been amazing. Yeah. But I, I mean, just don't know. Fr- like, are they really doing that, Meg? Well, the, you just said it yourself. Why would they bother farming it out to a third-party company? Because it, you could just if you're just going to remaster it and put, you know, put a fresh coat of paint on it, because the yeah. performance is already there, if you're going to do that, why not just do that internally with, like, five people? Five people can do that. You know what I mean? But if you're sending it out to yeah, a whole yeah. other studio, I mean, and like I said, the performance boost is already there. So we're talking about visual fidelity at this point. And if you're going to start messing around with the game mechanics, well, then you might as well just remake it because you're going to have to break the mold that made that game and then start over again. So you got to remake it. They're farming it out to this third uh, to a third party for a reason. Got to be a remake. And if it's not... I think that's a, I think that's a fatal mistake. I think that's I think it's a waste of time. I one hundred percent agree. Everything you just said, like I feel the same way. That's a big L if it's just a file save as. That's what I'm going to call them. I'm going to call these remasters, especially with uh, enhancements yeah, you get to the console. File save as. Assassin, thank you so much for the five dollar. He says all digital must never happen for consoles. He says very rare sale deals, much harder to return games. You can't. Uh, well, you can return digital, but uh, yeah, it is harder. Digital downloads take more space, etc. So you can be lazy. Uh, digital downloads. Yeah, I mean, don't all Xbox games have to be installed from the disc, and then the yes. disc just becomes your so part part of that. Most of what you said is true there, Assassin. But um, I don't know. He says just so you can be lazy. I love not getting up and taking out a disc, um, putting the one back. You know. Every time, every, every time popping that disc out of the tray, I always thought, man, when is it going to split the middle when I try to pull it out of that little claw? I always think, oh, man, put, you know, I don't know, whatever. I, I don't miss it. Bag, yep. right? Yeah, Bag's all physical. It's behind him. It's, it's yeah, no, yeah, no, no. That's the physical that you're going to see in my house. Yeah, not, not, uh, not discs anymore. I used to have, I used to have literally like shelf after shelf with thousands of boxes on them whether it was games dvds blu-rays i had everything all categorized by the way uh, i'm going to answer something in the chat for you guys i see a lot of people asking about it and talking about it uh i could tell you with absolute certainty that you are getting a splinter cell and it's not a remaster so i could tell you that with absolute certainty ask me nothing else because i'm not going to tell you carry on cold you knew that. I come on. I told you, didn't I? <laughs> no, I just think you're it's getting, great. I, I yeah, just think it's great. You said that so. here. G- give Mag yep. a thumbs up, man. We appreciate yep. Mag. Mag does the he does the heavy lifting. He really does. No, I don't. I just know. I just know people. I just I work for. Never mind. I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> what, I was just like, we gonna, I do. Were we moving I on? Was I, that, uh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. You know, no, move on. <laughs> I, I, we're not gonna talk about my relationship with Ubisoft. Uh, carry on, kind sir. <laughs> Who now? Uh, uh, assassin. Anyway, thank you for that that chat. I appreciate. It. I I don't miss it. Uh, I, I used to love it. Now I don't miss it. We're gonna get there someday with with consoles. Maybe who knows? It'll be a while. Highlander zero zero one with the two dollars says talking changing. <laughs> yeah, talk about changing movies. He says Han shot first. 
Oh, that was such a ridiculous thing they you did. See, in you see, New there Hope. you go. You change the movie, and what ends up happening? They make it seem like Greedo shot first. Han was a smuggler and a scoundrel. He you was a nerf herder. It was his. Okay? It was his opening like two minutes of the movie. Right? It's the first time you see him. They're you, setting up you know, who, he, what kind of guy he is. Exactly. And you know what? Princess Leia called him a nerf herder. Okay. And if anybody knows what a nerf herder is. Uh, well, nobody knows what a nerf herder is. But you know what? But he was a scoundrel. Yeah. He was a scoundrel and a pirate. You don't think he shot first? Of course he shot first. And by the way, I literally just said, guys, don't ask me any don't ask me any questions. Are they hitting in the you chat. up? Oh, my, like 25 questions. Is it a remake? Is it a remaster? They mastered it. I'm like, hey, guys, he already, don't he already ask He said me. you can rewind it to the... Uh... Uh, you wind it back eight <laughs> seconds or eight minutes and you'll get that. Silent Cypher says uh, he has two supers. One of them I'm, I'm afraid because I said something dumb. But he says, I personally enjoy having some of the old copies for when edits happen. Uh, he's talking about movies like Star Wars 4 through 6. And he yep. means 4. Yep. 4. Oh, yeah. New Hope through Jedi. Gosh, I have to think about that. When Lucas altered them. Yeah, I know. Like my unadulterated copies, he said. I like those. I was going to say way when we were talking about that, like there are people who still have the VHS copy of the original trilogy of Star Wars. And like, I would love to sit and watch those. I think there was, a, you know, what? I'm not going to talk about Star Wars and DVDs, but you used to be able to get a bundle that had both versions on each side of the disc. Spartan. Yes. Wait, here's Cyrus says you're flaccid on this announcement. So should we refer to you as Colt Limpwood now? Uh, everybody <laughs> does. <laughs> well, yep. <laughs> Except for except for when the guys make those uh, the, uh, make those memes with Colt with the long uh, Pinocchio nose, <laughs> Colt the simp is lying again. Colt He's having would. breakfast with Greenberg. Uh, yeah. oh, probably paid for his hash browns. Uh, Spartan six six one. Thank you for the two. He says having a disc was required for four Metal Gear Solid. Uh, was required for Metal Gear Solid on the PS one. Having this well, I mean every game was required on the PlayStation one. Uh, I don't know. I love it. I love that game. Red Wolf with a two dollar. Love it. Love it. He says, "Mag and Colt, <laughs> what is the weirdest? What's the weirdest noise you can make?" Mag, you want to go first? What do you mean the weirdest noise I can make? Everything I say is weird. And by the way, what? guys, I'm I'm, I'm not. This an is insider. my favorite. I work for Ubisoft Toronto sometimes. There you go. There's your answer. That's all I'm gonna sell. That's all I'm gonna tell you. And that's sometimes. It's not my career. Uh, it was Mag. Uh, Mag was walking by and I saw a door cracked open. He goes, "Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah." Their 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 office is not that far away from where I am. Sometimes yeah. when I'm down there, when I'm down there. Uh, listen, I don't make a weird noise, but I'll tell you one thing. I make a noise that really upsets everybody at work. So I might be in an office or something, and someone's in the kitchen doing something because the kitchen's over the other side, and I'm still in charge of the hospitality, right? So I, I, I still I still watch that section of the business and whatever else. And once in a while, I hear somebody drop something on the floor, and then I walk by. I just stick my head around the corner. I go, <laughs> and then I go back to the office, and oh. they get so mad. I know, I know, I know. I know. And you know what I'm thinking. It wasn't. Huh? It wasn't. I didn't model it after him. I just did it because it sounded funny. Or else I do another one. I go. <laughs> I just walk by and someone go, like has someone's peeling eggs and the egg like you know they're peeling the egg and it rolls off the table and I just happen to walk by and I go and I just keep walking and then they like pick up the egg and throw it at me and they're like come on man anyways rest in uh, peace to Paul well, Rubens uh, yeah 
tell tell people who may have missed it in the news because I barely caught it like an hour before the show. But tell them what what happened yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, Paul Rubens, aka Paul Pee Wee Herman, for anybody old enough to remember. Uh, he had a quiet, behind-the-scenes, very silent battle with cancer he never told anybody about. Uh, I mean, other than his family. His family yeah. knew, and he wanted to keep it out of the headlines, and, of course, he passed away today. So, uh, you know, rest in peace to him. I loved him. I loved him growing up. So, yeah, so it was... Um, I, yeah, I had a weird... Yeah. I had a weird uh, entertainment focus. Or I don't know how to explain it. I didn't enjoy his show, but I watched it a lot. And then the movie, I'm like, oh, I couldn't stop watching it. I don't know if I'd say I love Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, but growing Shout up, I to- saw so much of his stuff. And oh man, he was, was he, yeah, Meg. It's kind of hard to explain. He and was that, just he just made this character and went full different. into it. Like he oh, never dude. broke it. Right? Nope. It was bizarre too. And uh, you know what though? Hey, on top of everything else, Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse. Shout out to Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, in his very first role in Hollywood, playing none other than Cowboy Curtis. So <laughs> he was an eccentric cowboy with like the feathers and the and the bright baby and blue was, uh, and white even, or whatever, if I remember. Yep. And it was even before he was uh, Furious Styles in Boys in the Hood, which was his breakout role uh, oh, in Hollywood. Was that where he? Was that his well, big that was role his, after? That was his breakout role. That, that's when that's when people like like when in those days he was called Larry Fishburne, not Laurie, uh, not Lawrence. Okay. So yeah, in those days he was Larry Fishburne, uh, and uh, yeah, so his breakout role was Furious Styles in uh, uh, Boys in the Hood. Uh, he was of course Cuba Gooding Jr.'s father in that in that movie. Fantastic and, role. He did a great job. And then job. Matrix, and, like and three, then, four years later, or whatever, three years later, eight, and I then think it was eight years later, something like that. Ninety nine. No, Matrix so was, was ninety nine. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And Six Boys in the Hood whatever. was earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. 92, so, uh, 92. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, he was Cowboy Curtis. So, you know. Anyways, rest in peace to Pee Wee. Uh, yes. Anyway, that's the funny noise I make. It's almost, it's almost like a Pee Wee laugh. And I don't actually didn't mean to do that on purpose. It just really No, it's, it's, it's an homage, though. It really is. Like, uh, Paul Rubens, which I didn't know his name till probably 94, 95, when he got in a little bit of trouble with the law. But he was one of those guys that climbed his way into the show business like he had this character and he was hell-bent on being a success and he oh man i remember he just hit he hit the tv screen like crazy and his show was so obnoxious but you couldn't stop watching it and uh one last thing we'll say about it is he was 70 years old and he did not look very old he looked like he was he looked like he was 23 yeah. I think he was like 40 when he did that show or close to it, you know, wearing Crazy, a really tight, man. high, high water uh, suit and dancing around and everyone did. Everyone copied it. But um, I don't think we ever got a video game for people. We probably did on the Nintendo. <laughs> uh, probably in the Nintendo. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, look it up. Um, but yeah, thanks for <laughs> the little noise you make. Oh, Red Wolf, my noise that I always make is or. <laughs> or when I was in junior high, I'd go. <laughs> I'd do the Top Gun theme, and people are like, "Shut up!" Um, <laughs> Spartan said, uh, "I had to, you had to look on the back of the case for info for games." Yeah, I remember looking on the back saying, "Should I get this game?" Uh, it was like two. It was like two little pictures, and you decided on a purchase based on those two little pictures because there was no one else you could ask except for the fat, sweaty guy that worked in the store. And that guy was always a jerk, anyways. I was like, "Why do you care, you little rat? You can't afford to buy it." <laughs> I, like, honestly, kid, I, you, I don't care what game you get. 
Honestly. Thank you, thank you, sir. Uh, there is a Pee Wee Herman game that came out on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It looks like. Oh God! Uh, but it's horrible. And then there was uh, there was another one. Um, he also made an appearance, actually, funny enough, in a story mode for Minecraft. Weird. Yeah. Super that, weird. Anyway, that's that's all the info I got. And yeah, then, of that, course, that's the your video game news for Pee Wee Herman from Mag, middle aged game guy. Uh, hit there the like go. and subscribe. Um, uh, Smart, let me tell you a real quick story. When I was young, uh, I went to the store with my own $40 to buy a Nintendo game. And my mom was with me, and she goes, well, why, let's look, see which one you want to get. And she goes, and I, I grabbed Bayou Billy, which was a side-scroller beat-em-up, and I turned it over, and my mom goes, that looks like a good game. Look, it has driving, it has shooting, and it has running. And I go... Ooh, good call, Mom. And I bought it, and I ended up really liking it. But it was just funny that those three little thumbnails on the back, they didn't call thumbnails back then, the three little pictures, like my mom was like selling me on the game, and I ended up liking it. The game's kind of dorky, but whatever. Uh, Mike yeah. with a Canadian $2. Meg, what's, uh, what's an obscure Nintendo game that you played back in the day that not everybody talks um, about, that you loved? Kid Nicky. Is that anybody the little chubby like guy that runs around in the in the... He was like a little Tropical ninja, Land? and he had a. He was at no. He, he was like a little ninja thing, and he had like a. It was almost like it looked like nunchuck, uh, nunchucks, but it was hard to tell. And he was like, <laughs> he would just like shoot out in front of him. So anyway, there, there's. Uh, it's so funny. We're talking about some people are still asking me about Splinter Cell, guys. Well, of course they are. I, I can't tell. They announced it 18 months ago that it was coming, but I but I obviously know much more than that. But anyways, the point is, bro, he it's looks coming. like Goku. He so, looks like Goku yeah. in red. So there you go. So Kid Nicky. Anybody remembers Kid, Kid Nicky? What a fantastic game. Uh, it's, it's a little bit more rare. A lot of people didn't play it. I loved it. I finished it, and that's no easy feat, let me tell you. Finishing a Nintendo game start to finish that's not a Mario game are tough. So uh, wow. I finished that one. Great game. Anyways, that's, carry on. That's a, that's a nice little piece of history to know about. Uh, Mike with the Canadian $2 says, remember when everyone said, you know what, Mike, you're out of here. You're banned. What what do you say? <laughs> no, he says, remember when everyone said Arcane doesn't miss? I know, I was one of them. I said Arcane doesn't miss. Like, I didn't love Dishonored, but everybody else did, and I loved Pray to Death, and Redfall just wasn't it, man. And unfortunately, they've all ad pretty much admitted at Arcane that they were kind of, they were told to throw out a games-as-a-service title as quickly as possible because they needed a, well, the other part we heard, thanks to Dealer, from behind the scenes was they were supposed to posture themselves to make some quick money so they could be sell salable or saleable. Silent Cyber with the five says, remember the Flintstones vitamins that fizz like Zots? Now I feel old. I never had those. I never time. had those. I only had the, the chalk ones, like yeah. the solid ones. That, I'm going to look up to see if they still sell. They were, they were surprisingly detailed, those Flintstone vitamins, the way they were, they were uh, extruded or punched. Uh, they probably, the powder was, yeah, they, they compressed those in to a uh, aluminum mold, aluminum mold, and make them. Spartan661, the $5 says, the Elder Scrolls Morrowind needs a complete remake. Sorry, I am I'm reading better now today. The, be the base game had more things you could do with spells, enchantments, than Oblivion and Skyrim combined. And Morrowind was the one that came before Oblivion, so I hear people say it's amazing. Unfortunately... Morrowind and, and Oblivion came out during that little like eight-year period where I just really wasn't playing games um, and never went back. Sasson says, Virtual Studios making 
the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake too? Mag, yep. did you hear that? Yeah. Did you uh, know Metal that? Gear, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 3. They showed it at the, the PlayStation Showcase. But I didn't know it was Virtual Studio, so I didn't make that connection. So are we oh, on board with studio. it being a... Oh, yeah, the, the studio, studio that's oh. making Oblivion remaster remake... Apparently, you're oh, working on this Metal Gear Solid remake, so oh, it's, it so must not be a file save as. Well, hell, I didn't know that. The, breaking news, guys. Neither one of us knew that. I didn't know that. Shout out to Assassin for Dude. doing his homework when I should have. That's incredible. I guess that's incredible. Assassin, Thank you're you going to have to take over the show. I'm not worthy to be here. Thanks, uh, man. By, by the way, uh, Flintstone. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Go ahead. I'm just gonna go play one of the games here. Um, listen, Flintstone vitamins are still for sale. I just checked Walmart. They got them for sale right now. Well, like they and, still make them. Like they're not gonna be twenty. Oh, dude, they they're look not gonna be forty-five the years old. No, they look the same too. Like they haven't changed anything. So you I'm, know what? I'm gonna we're go supposed to be doing a podcast, and now I'm gonna Google that because I gotta see it. No, dude, I'm gonna go buy them. I'm gonna buy them tomorrow after work. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna go to work for a couple hours, just poke my head and check things around. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go to Walmart and buy some vitamins. Okay, thirteen dollars for oh, those are two. Dude, they're not. They're not you, cheap. Holy! I think you need to get the. Um, hold on, you need to make the sure ones you don't with get the chewables. No, I don't want the chewables. Oh no, yeah. I mean the chewable, but I want them to be solid. I want to be the solid chewables, not gummies. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're just chewable. Yeah, they're $13 at, at Walmart. This is the Ecstasy Podcast. Mag and I are talking about <laughs> Flintstone vitamins because, hey, they come out the same way they went in. And uh, you, <laughs> you will pee green. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> um, 150 vitamins. Oh, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a little disclaimer on here. Not for aging bald men. So what? Yeah, I'm not I guess balding. Uh, I'm not balding. I'm already bald. So <laughs> jokes on them. Jokes on them. Jokes on them. I'm going to eat the whole bottle and then I'm going to tell you what color I pee. Exactly. Um, I just do not love the taste of vitamins. Um, but you, go them. for it. Yeah. Have a good time, Mag. Uh, one, one more. Nerds and other legends. Thank you for the five says I'm hoping Microsoft buys Sega and revives Panzer Dragon, Dragoon Saga or dips into the any of the dormant Sega RPGs. And makes Xbox the premier GRPG console. Let's we were supposed to talk about this just nine years ago. Where are we at? We are this are this is uh the big one. Phil Spencer, oh my gosh, Phil Spencer was on stage to announce that they have finally made a partnership with Square Enix to bring games to Xbox that have been missing 99% of the time, it seems like, for the past 10 plus years. Uh what does it say here? It says um we want to welcome the Xbox community as well, starting with today's announcement. Whenever possible, this is two days ago, we are planning to bring our games to Xbox players to enjoy. And uh, Mag, what does he mean when he says, when the CEO was Square, says, we want to bring our games whenever possible to Xbox? What's that caveat there? Well, that means that they have to still honor whatever time um, timed exclusivity they have with PlayStation. PlayStation! So... You know what I mean? There's nothing they can yeah. do about that for now. However, this is a good move in the in the, in the right direction. Uh, they released a bunch of Final Fantasy games on Game Pass a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, not all of them. I think 2019 was it 2019? They released something a bunch like that. There. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're good so, at years. Yeah, some. Yeah, it was around 2019. So, but anyway, here's the thing: is that to me, like I said, for the people that are into Final Fantasy 14, God bless, man. Great. I'm, have a great time. I'm not into it. Uh, I'm not into the gameplay. It's just not my thing. But that's fine. Uh, I will get more excited when I start seeing the Final Fantasy VII Remake, 
uh, show up on Game Pass. I want to see Final Fantasy 16 show up on the Xbox. That's when I'm going to start paying attention. Uh, because as of for now, I'm like I said, you know that's not like any- four or five years away. I'm just saying for the people that enjoy it, then you know, uh, you know that's great, and, that, and I think I'll be a little bit happy when I see like the premiere. I understand the Final Fantasy 14 is a pretty major game; it's played all over the world. But I'm saying like their actual like their you know their number titles of the of the story mode games, like like I said, Final Fantasy 7 remake and Final Fantasy 16. When you see so, those start coming in there, I think that they're going to give you the give uh, Xbox the proper. You know what I mean? The the the, the respect they deserve there. Uh, as it stands right now, yeah. Sony's 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 got them by the you know they uh, they, they got them by the uh, Flintstone by vitamins. The, yeah, they got it by the Flintstone vitamins. So there's nothing they can do about it. So until that point, but we don't know how long that's going to be. However, we've had this discussion before. We're like, ah, I'll wait for Final Fantasy VII remake. It's coming Xbox a year from now. I think they have a year exclusivity. It's been how many years now? Well, they have to finish right. the trilogy of like the whole thing, and so. It's going to be like 2025 or 2026 by the time that thing is ready to drop on Xbox. But uh, Final Fantasy 16 could actually come in to Xbox if this is true. There's a whole mess that goes along with this because thanks to Back of Bat and that Final Fantasy has not been exclusive to PlayStation for the most part, but there have been lots of games or Final Fantasy spinoffs or side, the weird numbers like that they use um, for the spinoffs or whatever they are. I don't know. I don't care. I don't like Final Fantasy, so I'm not I'm not very knowledgeable about it. But the point was, sorry, as I get to my point, seven years later, there are a ton of Final Fantasy games playable on Xbox consoles right now because of the multi-plats and the back and pat. So for Final Fantasy to miss Xbox is a pretty big deal, uh, kind of a big miss that they do. Mag. So it was announced a couple days ago that Final Fantasy XIV, the really popular MMO, is finally coming to Xbox, and the game is 10 years old and people are still playing it. Mag, did you see Ginger Prime, a guy who's got almost 70,000 subscribers on YouTube? Yeah, he's a streamer. <laughs> did you see him? Can you recount, since I was going to put the video on, but can you recount what you saw when he reacted to Phil Spencer making his reveal on the Square stage? Yeah, I saw a lot of people. Go, a lot of people went after him, and they were like, uh, "And someone actually said something like, leave him alone. He's just actually just excited or whatever.'" That's so what he do. Like, and, tell us what he did first, and then oh, well, I mean, run with are it. you talking about like his reaction? Because yeah, the only yeah. I saw was yeah, for he, people yeah, who haven't seen video, it, we're, we're relying on you. He went absolutely wild. I mean, he was in tears. The whole thing. He was freaking out. He was super excited. Hey, man, and like I said, good on him. I mean. It, it, you're happy about it, and you're happy about the Xbox community getting the game and everything else. Wonderful. I'm I'm happy for you. Uh, I said for me, doesn't really do anything for me. I, I wouldn't, you know, I was just like, okay, that's really good. I was happy um, that other people are happy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, does that make any yes. sense? So like, exactly. It, it didn't move the needle for me because I I'm not into those style of games, and I'm like, I'm not really into that. I said, but I'm happy if everybody else is excited. That's good for you. I would never take away someone else's excitement or happiness, and you know, and try to like, you know, just. That's all. I can't people even do. say. That's I can't all people say, do these days, well, Meg. No, you know what? It's because it's because it, the online. Here's the thing. Mike Tyson said it best. The reason why people are such, uh, you know, fill in the blanks online is because they they're usually not used to getting punched in the face. Bro. Right. Yeah. And that's, Wait, I gotta and, say, yeah. you. <laughs> there's two phrases you use so much. However, and here's the thing, <laughs> I love it. 
Right. Well, hey, Mike Tyson said that. He goes, "That's why people have. That's why people are such smart asses online. Is because they they're used they, they're used to not getting punched in the face for what they say. Because if oh, you, you got you punched didn't in the face, you have to duck out of the way of a flying fist. You wouldn't like, be going toward your stuff. nose, right? You wouldn't say this stuff, um, right? So let people be excited and happy. Let them be happy. Let them have a good time. Let, let them celebrate in the streets. Let them cry on on YouTube. Let them do whatever the hell they want. If you're happy. God bless, man. Go have a great time and go. You know what I mean? And enjoy. Was it too much, though, Meg? Day, like, nah, he was well, really excited and he was moved to no, tears. fine. I've seen people cry when they saw Superman trailers. Like, you know, like when they, uh, the Man of Steel trailer come Did up. Did you cry when you saw the dro- when you saw that door open and saw Splinter Cell being worked on? <clears throat> so, anyways, uh, <laughs> I saw people drop on the floor and break down in tears. When yeah. the man, when the Man of Steel trailer came out in 2012, right? Uh, you know that was at San Diego Comic Con, and like you know, it, what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, you know what I mean? Like when I, when I bought this Pac-Man machine, I actually got a little bit misty-eyed because I said to myself when I was seven years old, I'm not kidding. I was actually when I first posted the video of me uh, getting the cabinet, I said when I was seven years old, I said this is my favorite game in the whole world, and I said and one day, I said one day when I'm old enough and I'm big enough, I want to buy one for myself. And 41 years later, when that thing, when, when I put it over there and I turned it on for the first time, I got teared up because oh, it, was bro, a, it was a 41-year journey of a little boy getting 25 cents from his mom to go play this game. And I loved it so much. I said, when I'm bigger and older, whatever, I'm going to buy one for myself. And I did. And it took 41 years to do it. And I did it. And so what? why would it be any different if this guy is that emotionally invested in that game go ahead cry enjoy it kevin smith uh in hollywood the guy the guy sees trailers and movies all the time the guy the guy's crying you know, the guy the guy breaks down all the time because he's emotionally invested in these characters in these movies and whatever he's all in on it man so you know what but just do it and i think but, people should just leave him alone let him enjoy yeah, himself they're, they're being really ridiculous it's partially because they think he's crying because he's seen phil spencer which if you're not paying attention, if you think he's crying because he saw Phil Spencer on stage, like that's ridiculous. Um, he, Ginger Prime was crying because Destin Legary has known this Ginger Prime guy on YouTube for a long time, and they've worked together. And he said the people who are making fun of him don't understand that for over ten years he has been lobbying and waiting and hoping and asking and working to get Square Enix back on the Xbox platform instead of side-skirting around and missing it, which has been a problem, especially the past four or five years. Uh, Meg, I feel like I asked you this. You didn't cry at your wedding, though. Yeah, I did. You did? Okay. Now, there there was a controversy about men who cry at their wedding or week. I bawled like a baby. Um, I heard someone say, one of my friends said, I didn't cry. I was super happy. I'm like, I... <laughs> yeah, but sometimes happiness turns yeah. into tears. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes there's yeah. tears of joy, not tears of sorrow. Like I wasn't, I didn't see my wife for the first time. I didn't see my wife for the first time in a, in a white dress and looking at me. I go, oh God, this is horrible. <laughs> I'll never be able to play video games again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well. And back then, I thought I'd have a lot more hair, but you know, it's all right. Well, you know, hey, jokes on everybody. My wife's a hardcore gamer. <laughs> so, anyways. 
Uh, the thing is, no, cry, tears of joy, buddy. The, when I saw it for the first time, I, like, I, I tried to hold it together, too, man. I was up there. My best friend was there. He was my best man. My brother was uh, in, the, uh, bride, uh, in the wedding party, and we're standing up there, and I'm like this. And then all of a sudden, she comes out. The music starts playing the whole night. That's it. I became a blubbering mess after that. And I was just like, forget it, man. I can't do this. So, hey, whether it's your wedding or whether it's Final Fantasy fourteen, if it makes you cry in a good way, go ahead. I'm not going to fault anybody for doing that. And, you know, usually the people that kind of complain about that, they're the kind of people that cry when they get kicked in the shin. So, you know, like, just leave people alone. They all act tough. They all act tough until 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 they get until they get chin checked by a, by a, by an actual human being. Then you see how tough they actually are. I try to be I try to be a tough grown man, and I was working out in the yard. I was drilling through four by fours, just pounding rebar into the ground and getting putting out a level and doing all this hard work. And I went to climb over the dog fence, and I caught my ankle on the top of the dog fence and just racked the the shin of my ankle bone and scraped the the flesh off my leg and i'm like it hurts so bad toughen up so <laughs> you know you know what i say i'm actually real can. quiet you know that you know when i say i'm real quiet and like public yeah. or whatever else yes i am and I, and I usually am but yeah when 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 things happen when you know when sometimes you have to act though i do act you know and sometimes it's not pretty but hey it is what it is but uh, you know there's a lot of these guys who are complaining about this guy crying and joking around and making fun of him and this and that and the other leave him alone Leave them alone. You, you want to know the icing but on the bunch cake, of, Mag? Bunch of, bunch of online bullies. Yeah, totally. Uh, and it, here's the best part. He's also a stand-up comedian. He goes to clubs and actually performs as a, a stand-up comedian. He said, guess what I'm talking about tonight? So he's going to go in front of an audience of 150 people and make fun of all of the PlayStation guys that gave him a hard time for being super excited about a video game franchise and uh, one of his favorite studios coming to a platform that he enjoys. And I can't wait to see the replay on that. Uh, follow him. He's on YouTube, and he's also on Twitter under the name Ginger Prime. He's got a red beard. I don't know where the ginger name comes from, but he looks like a really super nice guy. And, um, yeah, I told him, hey, enjoy it. These guys are idiots. They're losers. Enjoy it. We got uh, we got Yodani Quezada, who's – thank you, Yodani, for being a the, the, the show moderator for – the past hundred and some episodes. He says, pick me up some rich chocolatey Ovaltine too. <laughs> I don't know why he said that, but I used to, I drank that a few times when I was younger. Cause you were talking about the Flintstone vitamin thing. Oh yeah. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> si- Silent Cypher uh, with a $5 super says, fun fact, Colton Mag, did you know that Marty O'Donnell? Oh, I did know this. Yes. Marty O'Donnell is the composer for, the Halo series for Bungie and also the first Destiny. He did the music for the Flintstone Vitamins. Uh, how does it go? I'm I hold on. Really? Yes, yes. It was in the uh, documentary when he talked after ODST came out. They did like a little mini interview documentary about his composing work, and he showed how he wrote the jazz tune for ODST. And he said, "I also did the Flintstone Vitamins." And for some reason. Uh, I cannot remember how the Flintstone Vitamins scene song goes. Oh, oh my God, gosh. I don't know. I, I have to go check it out on YouTube later. Yeah, yeah. But, yes, thank you, Silent Cypher. Marty is amazing. Uh, Virus Phantom. Thank, Virus X Phantom, thank you so much for the $10 super. He says, do you think Microsoft could add FOV to the old COD games? I don't think 
Microsoft uh, or Xbox is going to mess with the old COD games. No, just... no. On, on PC, I think you could do that, but not on, not on a console. Yeah, it's just not... They would have to patch and change all the code, and no, Microsoft not does gonna... not do that. Um, no. And I don't think Activision is going to give a crap. Um, they get, the games look great as is. They're really good, and they're at the top of the sales list right now. The Four of the old legacy Call of Duties are at the top of the most paid for games on xbox i was gonna say most sold uh i do know how to talk dex with a two dollar says you never forget your first i don't know if he's talking about your first love or your first game or your first flintstone vitamin but you never forget meg which one do you think he's talking about uh well i know what he's i know what he's talking about but uh i don't think it's either of those carry on he was talking about splinter cell one more angry hippie says Meg, we're all over the board today, and I appreciate it. Thank like you guys it. for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, Angry Hippie with the $5 says, I cried for 45 minutes when Marcus screamed, Dumb! <laughs> in Gears 3. So let me ask, Meg. Dig deep. Have you cried in a video game? Yes. Which one? Uh, Last of Us. Uh, one, Last of Us 2. Um... What part made I you cry in Last of Us 2? I love those games so much. I, I, I don't care what anybody says. I love them. It's just the story. It's just yeah. so gut-wrenching. Like, just like, there's so many parts of it that are just like... I don't know, man. I don't want to get into, like, all the details, but, I mean, that, that was pretty amazing. And the, another one, which actually is going to um, uh, make some people laugh, there were a couple of moments where I got a little bit excited there in um, uh, uh, Days Gone... When, uh, never mind, I can't say the reason why, just in case somebody ever wants to go back to it. Um, yeah. I didn't cry for the Gears of War thing, because I'm like, they're soldiers, they're going to die. It, it just happens. You yeah, know? I didn't either. Like, like it's just I know what you're talking like, about with Days Gone. It just, there was a there, There's a there. moment. Yeah. There's a moment, and it's about halfway through the game. And, uh, yeah, there's a reconnection and stuff, and yep. I got a little bit emotional there. So, yeah, there was that. And then uh, let me see. Is, is there anything on the Xbox side that uh, made me, like, tear up? Like, all the, a lot of those games I played on there were all, like, you know, like, like your Halos and, and of course, I played all the, uh, you know, Call of Duties, things like that, Gears. I didn't find anything in there that made me cry. They wowed me, but didn't make me cry. Yeah. I think the, I think the only ones that made me cry there would be uh, uh, Last of Us. Oh, Crud, there was another one. Uh, I'll, I'll remember it in a minute. Meg's it doesn't a softie. Tongue, but I'll forget. Dude, I got a I couple. A softie, man. Silent soft, Cypher gives me, just by writing the lyrics, I immediately got the the the, uh, the tune. Uh, it's embarrassing to sing it, but it's a, it's a little kid's commercial song. But it goes, we are Flintstone kids. Oh, it's really high. 10 million strong and growing. So he played it on the piano. And I, I'm sorry, I can't vocalize that song and make it sound amazing. But that's how it went. And he played the... He's like, it's such a simple, like, four or five note tune. And he played on the piano and sang it kind of like I did, like a dork. And uh, I'm like, oh, my gosh. He wrote that. And then he turned around and did. Duh, 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 duh. So, yeah, thank you, Silent Cypher. Let me talk. Uh, let me say really quick about there's there's two games that I cried at. Uh, the uh, one I've said a couple times was Mass Effect Trilogy Legendary Edition. Um, yep. I, I didn't I don't think I had any like really sad moments when I first played it, but playing it again after all those years of knowing the characters, um, when you go visit in the hospital, Mass Effect 3, when you go visit, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. When Coliot, his son, does the prayer, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I, can't even, I can't even think of it. 
but he does this prayer uh, for a dying character, and I cr cried pretty hard. And if, if my w wife was listening to this, she'd be mad at me because I never cry when we watch movies. Actually, I do, but I hide it. I'll, like, punch myself. <laughs> Stop! Don't you cry. Um, but the, the weird one that I cried at was in the Red Dead Redemption one in the Undead oh, Nightmare. damn it. So oh, I was, real, I was okay, really yeah, emotional yeah. at the end with John Marston and yeah, he kind yeah, of yeah, takes yeah, the reins yeah, over to yeah. his son. And I was like, okay, the first time I played it. But the second time I played the game, when I took yeah. over as Jack Marston, it really had an impact on me. So when I went and played the Undead Nightmare, there's an opening scene where John Marston comes in from the rain and sits down on the couch and he yells at his wife like, uh, woman, where's dinner? And he sits down and his, and his son who's like my son's age now, he's like 12. He's like, Dad, I'm reading this book. And uh, in the book, you know, there's these monsters and, and the heroes trying to... And as he's talking, his son's voice fades away and John Mars is just kind of looking off in the distance, like thinking about how he's finally reunited with his family. And as a father, it got yeah. me so yeah. hard. And then, yeah. you know, five seconds later, Uncle comes in, ravaged like a, like a zombie. But um, those moments yep. are important. Please... Put them in the chat. We're, I got we're one wrapping more. up the show. You got, got one, more? one more? And I'm not going right, to go into details as to why. The Walking Dead Season 1. Oh, people love that one. I the never tell, played it. The Telltale game. The Telltale game, Walking Dead Season 1, was phenomenal. And, man, there are some, like, pretty hard-hitting stuff going on in that game. Especially if you're, like, by yourself. You're playing. You're really invested in the story. And then, like, stuff happens. And you're just like, oh, my God. Like, it's, it's hard to hold it together. Anyways, carry on. Yeah, uh, well, we got a super here that's got one more sad crying moment from Thridewolf, the $20 big orange super chat. He says, I cried multiple times in Final Fantasy 16. Not many other I, games. Maybe Last of Us is another one he says that he cried. Yeah, at. Last of so, Us, man. Last you'll have us. to let us know in the chat. Uh, Red Reform says, Colt cried when he first turned on the Series X. <laughs> oh, no, um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I got a little teary-eyed with Grounded as well, like just because of the whole experience with my kids. And, and there's like these story beats in there that are, yeah. Thank you so much, Thrydwolf, for that. I really appreciate it. Thrydwolf, sorry. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, it's been a long show. Mag, we're going to get out of here. It's like 11 o'clock yep. at night for Mag over there in uh, in Canada land. And uh, I think we had a good time, Mag. You yeah, we plans? did, man. What's no, the game well, you're going to be playing this week when you're not working? I, I'm going to be. I, I'm going to. I'm going to try and finish Alan Wake uh, this week so I can get that out of the system. Uh, the Callisto Protocol DLC should probably take me another hour or two. It's not a very long DLC, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna blow through that and then uh, properly gonna get back into Dying Light Two and Dead Island Two. I'm gonna go all zombie for the rest of the summer. When I'm done those two games. I'm going to be, uh, then I think I got only one more on the PlayStation side. I'm going to go get the Platinum on PlayStation for uh, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut and then directly into Starfield. So oh, that's, that's, that's the plan. So I got, I, got to blow all th I got to blow through these games in the next month. Not blow through them, but I got to get through them. I got to get the 100% completions and, of course, the Platinum on that one game. And then, uh, yeah, and then I'll be playing Starfield. So that's the plan. That's a nice and lineup, man. Yeah, so I'm gonna be busy. I'm gonna be a busy cat outside of work, uh, obviously. But I'm also gonna be on vacation a lot, so I'm not gonna be home. 
for a whole like like weeks at a time, right? So it's going to be a thing. So I'm going to be bringing some consoles with me, but uh, we'll see how that goes. But you got a few more super chats before we get out of here. I see him as well, Mag. You're such a great co-host, man. I really love doing the show with you, and appreciate people being here while we talk about Flintstone vitamins and uh, you know you you yelling at everybody at work and and no. <laughs> And sneaking into Ubisoft Studios. All that stuff. I really appreciate it. Um, let me read the uh, supers here. We got one for Boner Jams, uh, my man yeah. from Under the Bus Podcast. He says, Evening Colts. He always changes my name every week. Evening Colt Southwest, uh, Southwestwood, oh. and the Icon Mag. Great show as always, you boys. Pumped for Mortal Kombat 1. We never talk about it, but it looks incredible. And he said, and Miss Pac-Man, Godspeed. Yeah, is man. your cabinet just Pac-Man or is it both? No, it's got eight, I got I got other games on there. Oh, that's yeah, right. A, that's right. So yeah, does it have Miss Pac-Man on it? Well, no, no, that's an actual. Yeah, it's an actual. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And then because isn't uh, Miss Pac-Man the superior Pac-Man game? It is the superior Pac-Man game. It's the better. It's got better controls. It's faster paced. It's uh, it, it and it has uh, much more responsibility than the original. And of course, it's, you got the bow. If it yeah. was digital, would they take the bow off at this day and age? Don't even get into it. That's toxic. <laughs> Silent Cipher with the ten dollar. I freaking love video games, man. I, I uh, before I read si- Silent Cipher's out because I was going to say what I'm playing. Um, if any of you want to play Fallout seventy six, like I know I show footage for about ten minutes, but if any of it looks remotely fun and you love Fallout four, jump on the game. It runs at native four K sixty now. It's fantastic. It feels great, and I think you'll really like it. And please, if you do. Hit me up, send me a team, team invite. We'll run around and and kill naked mole rat people and stuff. It'll be great. There's so many creatures. It does way more than Fallout 4. All right, here's Silent Cypher. He says, thank you so much for this, the 10, Silent. He says, I lost my first cat due to a neighbor. Oh, my gosh. He says, I lost my first cat due to a neighbor rat poisoning him. When did I lose him? Amidst finishing Metal Gear Solid 2. During the awesome music, I still tear up when I hear Metal Gear Solid music to this Jeez. day. That's Great rough, show, dude. gents. Oh, gosh. And thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so sorry, man. Like, well, I've learned pets are so important in your life. Like, they're right up there with video games. No, but they are really important, man. Sorry, sorry to hear that, bro. We, we've had a great show. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to get out, and um, we're going to enjoy the rest of our day. I'll see you guys soon. I'll have, uh, we'll have content up. Go check out Mag's Twitter. It's linked in the description. Check out Pushing Polygons. He's the resident uh, s- sponsor of the channel. Check out Mag's video he posted about the oh, Square yeah, Enix deal. deal. It's hilarious. Yeah, uh, it's it'll a be, new video. Yeah. yeah, it'll be early on uh, in his timeline if you go check it out. I freaking laughed. I cut a real small portion and shared it out and then shared out the full thing. So we appreciate <laughs> you, Mag. Uh, <laughs> the, the wig. Don't worry, Morris. More is coming in the fall because you know things are going to get hot. So you know when uh, when this when this this dead period of August uh, gets past us, and then September things start ramping up again. Oh boy, that 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 content is going to be coming fast and furious. So be ready for it. Yeah, we appreciate you guys' support. Have a good time uh, with your games this week, and uh, thanks for checking out the show. We'll be out of here. We'll be here next week. Some of us will be here. We'll figure it out. But have a good night. See you, Meg. Good night.